0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo Skag 3 whoever he is
1: Get your
0: Donald Trump says there could be potential death and destruction if a New York grand jury decides to charge him.
2: Jeez. Mr. Trump obviously has been lashing out about this investigation, but this really appears to be the most explicit reference to violence.
3: It's not against the law. I
4: don't need to
3: be People see it's Bullshit! This is a guy, who you're, you're right, he's out of his mind, scared, he's melting down, and now he's threatening riots that will lead to death and destruction if he gets charged with a misdemeanor. You're right, Joe, no. we'd be arrested for that. <laughs> I doubt it. You are fake news. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> oh, oh. Very I want my money back. I didn't authorize any money to Ukraine to some homosexual weirdo. Thank you for your honesty. Come on, man. That was four days ago, five days ago.
4: All right, America, go to the YouTube right now.
2: Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations (laughs) to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. I can't do
3: it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it.
2: Hello
0: and welcome to the show, it is a great show, it is a terrific show, it is a tremendous show, frankly, the best, you can ask anyone about that, people often do, I'm told this is The Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen, I'm flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host Blonde, welcome. Hello. As of this hour, last I checked, Trump is still not arrested. No. After he was supposed to be arrested Tuesday and then supposed to be arrested Wednesday and now sometime soon. But who really knows? Uh, I am just glad that his Waco rally this weekend happened, not because I'm all that interested in the ongoings of the rally, but just because I got to hear Ted Nugent called Vladimir (laughs) Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, a homosexual weirdo.
2: Yeah,
0: I didn't even know Zelensky was gay. That was news to me.
2: Well, he's straight.
0: My sources say wife and Married. Yeah. But then again, he is a professional actor. It could be a bit. We'll get back into the Trump indictment case and where exactly it all stands as we enter week two of Trump Arrest Watch. Plus, members of Congress consider the developing ATF pistol brace ban or very restrictive pistol brace rule, if you prefer precision. Apparently, these chunks of plastic turn everyday firearms into killing machines. Who knew? Uh, as always, take comfort in knowing that the uh, the people threatening you with a decade of prison over uh, a piece of plastic, as always, have no idea what they're talking about. Meanwhile, not not fed Ray Apps, man of mystery, uh, who is on not one, but multiple pieces of video advocating various forms mm-hmm. of crime on January 6th, or at least... Yeah. This sort of grandma crime that has been aggressively prosecuted since <laughs> you know, stepping foot on the wrong you know, on the wrong floor at the Capitol, whatever. Uh, of course, Ray F somehow only invited to testify before the January 6th committee and not arrested like every other elderly person that day. Uh, Ray F says he has been defamed by Tucker Carlson and Fox News, and he's threatening a lawsuit if they don't cease and desist smearing his impeccable character. So. They have Fox and Tucker have until Friday a deadline. They must apologize to Ray Epps.
2: I'm sure they'll do it.
0: And they must unironically say not fed Ray Epps. That's what the lawyers are demanding. So I can't wait to see how this develops. Plus, uh, I think this one is really going to impress you. I don't know how how much of the detail you've seen on the hoax hate. I think this is high level, high high effort, 3D chess Maybe that's a little too complimentary, but this is strategic <laughs> hoax hate. This is like thinking ahead as a matter of as a matter of financial planning or financial strategy. It's like, how do I get the business loan that I need to achieve my goals? No, no I will <laughs> hoax hate my way to doing it. I know we've seen various forms of that, but this this involves like moving to different places and and setting a guy up and frame. This is a yeah. a fantastic okay, fantastic example that I'm i here for it. Look forward to discussing in tonight's movie review. That I also look forward to discussing is the very relevant X Machina, so we can learn exactly uh, how the AI robots will trick us all and kill us all very soon. So stick around, we'll catch up with your Super Chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low-down money-grabbers, of course. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website, that is mattchristensenmedia.com. We also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is an exciting brand new one. That is our friends at Kinneo Mountain Woodsmithing. These are high quality, handmade premium hardwood cutting boards. Charcuterie boards? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Charcuterie. You are? That's you can be fancy with these charcuterie boards. Furniture and more, proudly manufactured in Colorado. These are unique pieces to last a lifetime. And best of all, they're fully customizable. Blake at Kineo Mountain made me a cutting board engraved with my very own channel logo, and it looks incredible. It's a -a one-of-a-kind, personalized addition to our kitchen, and I've used it every day since I got it a few weeks ago. So whether you're looking for home furniture or a great personalized gift for someone special or a quality piece for your own kitchen – Make it fine hardwood craftsmanship from Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing. Check them out at kineowood.com. That's K I N E O wood.com. And of course, listeners of this show get 10% off all Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing products and services by using promo code MAT10 at checkout. That's promo code MAT10 for 10% off everything from Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing. Find everything you need from Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing, plus uh, other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Western Razor Company, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. Uh, another uh, listener contribution here. Uh, recall way back in 2020... Um. Listener and uh, I would say musical genius, Chris Gard, uh, made what we now just call the Susan Wiki Wiki song, which is yes, yes, very catchy uh, anthem about frustration with getting your videos deleted by Susan. You may remember this one. classic uh we've used i the, didn't
2: hear that then he says you fucking bitch yeah.
0: well i for the most show purposes i cleaned it up and it's just a nice cheery instrumental to use for um you know, bumpers and you'll hear it as the outro to the call-in show things like that oh, uh, chris so also made the the music i use for the outros on my solo videos so he's a he's a man of uh many talents when it comes to music well, last month, of course, as we discussed, Susan Wikiwiki Wiki announced that she she stepped down as youtube c e o yielding that role to Neil Mohan or mohan. i'm not I think it's Mohan. go with that uh but he was one of those working under her uh in product development for many years and then we wondered, what are we gonna do with the Susan Wikiwiki Wiki song and jokingly wondered if Chris uh could make a new song of similar theme. Well, coincidentally, Chris uh, had his first childhood daughter. Within the last uh, few weeks. And so, of course, I wasn't going to email him and and ask him to do such silly work uh, during a a very important time in his life. But a week or two ago, Chris emailed me and he asked what I had in mind about this Neil Mohan song. Saying he was he was seriously inspired to create it. And I again uh, encouraged him to take his time because there are more important things. But of course, he's inspired. So I'd love to hear what his inspiration uh, will bring us. And he responded in about a week's time with this new song called Raja Mohan. Raja, of course, is, uh, well, refers to Indian, an Indian king or prince. okay
2: that is so good it's so good that's that's maybe better than the wiki wiki one
0: the wiki wiki song (laughs) is such a classic the bar is so high it's uh, but i i was obviously very impressed with this one and two things i'd like to emphasize Uh, number one i disavow the lyrics he's a bifty wajiski cheerily shitting right upon the street okay uh (laughs) bifty uh, of course, is a, a little known slur for Indians that we discovered last fall when an Indian restaurant featured in the hoax hate segment claimed anti-Indian slurs were painted on the restaurant exterior. They were censored in the story, but one clearly started with a B. And so we were trying to figure out what the the, the anti-Indian slur that starts with a B is. And we consulted the official uh, racial slur database. And right there is Bipti. Bipti which describes when an Indian gives you change at Seven Eleven. It sounds like he's saying here's $1.50. Uh, that's the, that's where Bifty comes from. Uh, <laughs> so this is great. Uh, we've been wondering what, what the Neil bait is going to be. It's been Susan bait oh, for so forever. Good. This is Chris is contributing to the first Neil bait of the show. Um, second thing I want to emphasize, uh, Chris's talent to produce music of of different styles, I think, is is really incredible. My understanding is he's a metal guy by his own personal taste. But to make this sound, um, I would say, authentically of the Far East is uh, is pretty (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Plus, uh, plus the music. um, Well, the the music for my for my channel is kind of a country western vibe. So he's doing metal. He's doing this. I, I don't know what instruments he has. And how he makes it sound the way he does. But uh, it's really awesome work. And uh, oh, I'm, I'm so genuinely good. impressed with his versatility and talent. So I will link both oh. songs in the description, both the original Wiki Wiki and now the Raja Mohan update. And you can check out the rest of Chris's musical work through oh. those links as well. And of course, uh, congratulations to Chris on his newborn daughter. Oh,
1: yes. Of course. Well.
0: <laughs> Does she get a song? I, you know, uh, the time... I'm not questioning Chris's parenting style, but you know, I hope that she gets a song. The at timing least.
2: is suspicious. Right? I <laughs> hope
0: your daughter gets a song at least as good as Raja Mohan, but I'll leave that up to you. All right. Uh, other news. Uh, this seemed really, I don't know. This seemed like you're living in the right state as soon as I saw this, but then I read the details and I thought, ah, oh, this isn't even really going to happen. This is like a, a sort of kind of oh, no. story.
2: It's going to happen. Uh, So Brad Little in in my state, Governor Brad Little, he signed into a bill allowing execution by firing squad. Um, And this is because this is due to uh, the drug for lethal injection becoming scarce because pharmaceutical companies are saying it's only for life saving reasons now or whatever. And so a lot of states have gone back to these really archaic ways of killing people Um, in 2018, Nevada did this never before drug combination with fentanyl and then Alabama. thinking builds, of the old
0: George Floyd. The old
2: George Floyd. Wow. Alabama built this system for executing people and using nitrogen gas uh, to induce hypoxia It has never been tested. So they're just trying all these new ways to kill people. Some people are bringing back electric chairs, which famously have problems. Um, So yeah, Idaho is going to do this firing squad thing in the event that the lethal injection drug is unavailable, which it has been. See, that Um, was the
0: qualifier I saw. I thought, oh, well, okay, so it's just a backup. But I guess you're telling me that the 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 scarcity of these drugs is actually more serious than maybe I had assumed that this is. Oh, yeah, they're having a
2: problem with hmm. um, the appeals process now because they're like, well, the lethal injection drug is unavailable. So people on death row are appealing for that purpose and um, people in Idaho. Don't want them to do that. So, yeah, they this was passed on March 20th with, with a veto-proof majority. And hopefully Brian, what's his name? Kohlberger, who murdered those four co-eds, uh, will That's die right. by firing squad. That'd be that, awesome. that
0: could be, yeah, uh, that could be directly relevant in that case. Uh, this sounds this,
2: awesome, but it really is the most humane way to kill It uh, depends
0: where the firing squad aims.
2: Yeah, really. If, if they you just give them the old Tortuguita right in the nut. I mean, then <laughs> then it's over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that probably would uh, have some constitutional problems with the old uh, cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, Eighth Amendment restriction.
2: I'd rather die this way than than through the Alabama method of gas chamber hypoxia. I thought you were a big It'd gas chamber like fan.
0: Oh, you want other uh, people in the gas chambers. I see.
2: We- well, we can go down the do a little history lesson right now if you want to, but <laughs> uh, no, that would just be a horrible way to die. You just feel like you're drowning and it would take a little mm. while, but firing squad, I mean, if if dude one doesn't get it right, then dude seven will, right?
0: Probably. I, I, would, uh, I need to brush up on my knowledge of how this works. Uh, my first question is, do the people who are sentenced to die, do they get any choice in the matter or is it? Are you just signed up for firing squad or do they get to select? I don't think they get any choice
2: in the matter because it's it's state law and they don't, you know, outside of committing the crime in the state, they don't really have a choice. And
0: then I've heard that firing squads operate where you let's say you have eight guys in the firing squad that all of them actually have blanks except for one guy.
2: Why? And that
0: that way, none of them know who actually killed him. Oh, is the thinking. But I don't know if that's how this would operate.
2: Compassionate. Or cruel because seven guys would never know if they killed somebody.
0: But everybody has to aim as though they are the kill shot. Because if you don't, yeah. let's say that you aim away because <laughs> you don't want to. I mean, if you're the guy with the live round, then, then you're you're exposed. Then you have right. to go sit in the chair and get shot.
2: That's true, yeah. You're like, Which oh, I, I always thought it was standing, too.
0: Gonna... Uh, it was, is it Nevada? I saw a picture of what they used, this apparatus they used to use, and maybe now they still will. It's a chair. It's like a you sit in an electric chair style get up. That
2: makes sense though. Cause then you can't like jump out of the way and then yeah. you get the side of your face blown off or something like that. Yeah, then, I suppose. Yeah. And then they get a face transplant on taxpayer dollars and it's just a whole thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Uh, well, we will have to watch how the firing squads develop in your home state. Um, I don't bring up this story to mock Florida state representative Will Robinson. After all, we do pretty much the same thing every week, reading super chats or Email questions on the Wednesday show, but um, it's just funny. So I wanted to mention it. There's some uh, there's some bill under consideration in Florida. I don't even know what the bill is. Frankly, the bill doesn't really matter. Will Robinson was reading supporters and opponents of the bill into the official record. And it turns out that uh, Florida residents Anita and Holden are strongly opposed to whatever this proposal is.
3: Waves in opposition. Anita Dick. Is an opponent. Waves in opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. A <laughs> uh,
2: chick next to them knew what was up.
0: <laughs> Will uh, Will Robinson, this representative, posted the video on Twitter, encouraging Anita and Holden to come to the next committee meeting next week to voice their opposition in person. Uh, I appreciate the good attitude, but uh, I would be careful what you wish for, Representative sure. Robinson. They might, in fact, show up and it might actually be worse. Now, appropriately, this is completely coincidental as far as I can tell. But the reporter at Huffington Post who wrote this brief article about it, his name is Ron Dicker, which also sounds like a joke name. But I guess he's authentic. Well, uh, once again, we have a uh, a very fine Biden diversity nominee for a federal judgeship recall it was just a few weeks ago it was a confirmation hearing including nominee charnel uh, Bielkengren, who apparently has a Nordic last name that I couldn't pronounce thus calling into question my Scandinavian cred but it's something like that all right uh, charnel bielkengren for district court in eastern Washington the would-be first woman of color for the seat uh for that seat at least uh, who could not answer what articles two or five of the Constitution do but She reassured Senator Kennedy of Louisiana that uh, she will Google very competently if she ever encounters uh, that topic on the bench. Well, Senator Kennedy is uh, making a habit of it. He has exposed another now. This time he asked Biden's nominee for district court in Colorado, Cato Cruz, most importantly of the coveted black complexion, of course. Kennedy asked Cruz about evaluating a Brady motion in a case. And Cruz admitted he does not know what that is. And then he guessed wrongly about its namesake case.
3: Tell me how you analyze a Brady motion. How I analyze a Brady motion? Yes, Senator, in my uh, four and a half years on the bench, I'm not don't believe I've had the occasion to uh, address a Brady uh, motion in my career do you know what a brady motion is in my time on the bench i've not had occasion to address that and so uh it's not coming to mind at the moment what a brady motion is do you recall the u.s supreme court case brady v maryland uh, i do recall uh the name
0: of the case the senator yes
3: and what it did hold i believe that the uh, brady case uh, in Well, Senator, I believe the Brady case involves something regarding the Second Amendment. It is not. I've not had occasion
0: to address that. If that issue were to come before me, uh, I would certainly analyze that Supreme Court precedent uh, and apply it uh, as I would need to to the facts in front of me.
3: Thank you, Mr. Chairman.
2: Carlton, no, no, no. Even I know what a Brady motion is.
0: Well, perhaps you might be thinking, I don't. I don't know what a Brady motion is. And I saw a lot of responses of that nature to the original one. Yeah, you're not. Uh, you don't
2: have a high level position in the judicial system. Yeah, you're so not.
0: A, you're not at a confirmation hearing. Okay, it's like uh, again, it's like applying for a job as an engineer at Ford and saying, "I don't know what a spark plug does, but I bet I could do it if you teach me." Um,
2: it's when, it's when the defense re- requires that the prosecution show them if they uncover exculpatory evidence, right? Yeah, uh,
0: pretty much. Um, so if,
2: if during the um, w- during the investigation they find something and they're like, oh, clearly the defendant did not do this, they have to. Definitely.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the case Brady v. Maryland that Kennedy referenced is a 1963 case establishing that as a matter of 14th Amendment due process the defense is entitled to exculpatory evidence from the prosecution, <laughs> at least insofar as the prosecution is aware of it or possesses it. They can't withhold right exculpatory evidence without creating a due process violation. But in fairness to Cruz, how would he know that after all, he's only presided over six cases that have gone to verdict or judgment as he, in his, uh, his career as a federal magistrate judge since 2018. So it's been a, four and a, little, and a
2: half years. That's like nothing.
0: None of them were criminal cases either. Um, prior to that, <gasps> he worked in civil litigation and labor and employment law. So he's going to be the guy who looks over your case when you, uh, uh, you know, you get accused in January 6th too, but he's going to Google what happened with January 6th one really, really well. And so you can count on Damn. due process through that, that method. Um, neither um, Bielkin Grin or, uh, uh, nor, um crews have been have been confirmed their nominations are still pending but if you go to their wikipedia pages they're brief but they remind you of what's important Bielkengren could be the first woman of color to serve in the u.s district court for the eastern district of washington and actually the fir- this is in the wikipedia the first half black woman to serve in washington's oh eastern God, district who soon. gives a crap so now we're doing half black I- <laughs> are we do- are we going to do quarter black and octoroon as well do they get their own records how I mean, far we're we trending
2: gonna... in the right direction there, so I'm fine with <laughs> no. that.
0: Well, what's the term for the other way? Three quarter. How do we, what's that? Ugh. I don't know. And uh, Cruz is already the, the first black magistrate judge to serve in the U.S. D- District Court of Colorado. So just remember when the country falls apart and the legal system is run by absolute clowns, the important thing is they are absolutely black absolute clowns. Or in the case of Bielkengren, not even. She's
2: partially black, a partially
0: black absolute clown and that's what what matters no white clowns allowed that's the key presiding
2: over our districts flying our planes country's toast
0: you know the uh the faa guy speaking of biden nominees biden's nominee for faa whatever the title is guy who runs the faa uh he he had to withdraw because of lack of support and it appears he may have been a diversity a diversity pick too yeah um But the good news is maybe we won't get to realize any of those risks because maybe World War III will take care of this joke of a country before we we actually get to this half-black clown world that we're headed towards. Of course, um, as we keep funding the uh, the corrupt forever war in Eastern Europe and tension with China increases over TikTok, as we saw uh, on Capitol Hill this week, and Taiwan and the bat disease that we definitely didn't help them make and all of that. Uh, Now we have a missile fight with Iran, or at least uh, Iranian-backed militants in Syria. On Thursday, a U.S. contractor was killed and five U.S. service members and a second U.S. contractor were wounded when a suspected Iranian drone hit a coalition base near Al-Hasaka in northern Syria. U.S. intelligence had determined the unmanned aerial vehicle used in the attack was of Iranian origin, Following the attack, the U.S. retaliated with precision airstrikes against facili- uh, facilities mm. in Syria used by groups affiliated with Iran's Revolutionary Guard. Then on Friday, U.S. officials said there were three more attacks on U.S. bases in Syria, one of which wounded a U.S. service member's uh, or one single U.S. service member. Rather, uh, U.S. officials say, "quote There were lots of rockets fired, but no deaths in those subsequent attacks." Uh, This is obviously controversial for its own sake, but the additional controversy is how this was handled as a matter of congressional and executive politics. Uh, The first drone strike here happened early Thursday morning. Congress did not learn of it until 8 p.m. that evening. Republicans believe that the Biden administration wanted to let the Senate vote on amendments, including one that would affect the president's ability to authorize force on Iran. And that's because Congress has been reconsidering or considering repealing the 2002 authorization of military force, as in the law that we wrote 20 years ago that says the president can do whatever the hell he wants in this region of the world because that's the authority we're delegating him in perpetuity. Congress has been considering finally clawing back that rightful constitutional power to declare war. Critics speculate that this was Biden delaying notification because he didn't want to motivate members of Congress to to take away or minimize his power in that way. Anyway, Biden's team uh, denies in any intent like that in the delay. The, uh, his aides told NBC news quote, Biden responded under the authorities provided to him by article two of the constitution as the administration publicly has taken action against Iranian aggression numerous times in mm-hmm. Syria alone over the last year, which is weird because it's actually article one of the constitution that gives Congress war declaration powers. Article two, the, the, his authority is found in a statute from Congress. His authority is not found in article two of the constitution, but minor legal point, you might say. Uh, anyway, we, uh, we of course have never had a, a constitutionally authorized or a congressional declaration of war against Iran
1: yeah.
0: um, or, or anybody specifically in this now two decade forever war against terror. Uh, of course, perpetually authorized by Congress, just passing its own responsibility to the president. Uh, the Constitution does not give Biden this authority. The The bums in Congress do. Uh, but I suppose that that is their nature. They just uh, they they don't even have the. Uh, they're such bums. They don't even care about preserving their own power. They would rather just delegate their power to the executive and call it a day. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of the bums in Congress. <laughs> Filed this under the tinfoil that I wanted to be real, but I'm 99% oh, sure Oh, I is. know. I studied the yeah. picture
2: for like 20 minutes, and I was like, that's him.
0: Well, speaking of those congressional bums, nobody bums harder than John Fetterman, and actually bum might be too kind of a description because Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania might actually be dead. Uh, he's been hospitalized for severe <laughs> depression for over a month now, but don't worry. Uh, they show us pictures of him working hard by reading pieces of paper periodically and looking concerned uh, about what's on that paper for the photo op. Now my favorite piece of the tinfoil here was that Fetterman has been replaced by a body double.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And yes, I do say tinfoil unironically because it appears this one, at least as presented is, uh, is not in fact correct. A side by side of two photos, allegedly of John Fetterman. They are, as far as I gather, they are in fact, both of John Fetterman, but, One was allegedly two photos went viral this week. Um, Several initial posts implied that the one on the right is a recent photo of Fetterman. Now that he might be getting out of the hospital sometime soon. And then many viewers note what is, uh, what appears to be a different facial structure (laughs) with the guy on the left, which as presented was supposed to be a a more recent photo. Yeah. Uh, So you'll note maybe when you look at these things, You might notice what appears to be a longer face, longer chin, longer ears, different nose structure, differently shaped head altogether, etc. But he's
2: got the same like weird ridge right here and the same like weird forehead lump. Yeah. It's totally him. And then his ears are just the same.
0: Well, uh, people who are pushing back on this theory uh, note that different camera lenses can make you appear differently and they've provided examples of that but the other major problem of the disputed photo on the right that photo is not in fact recent that one is from fetterman's discharge from the hospital after his stroke uh last year so that's that was in may of last year so um there is something of a significant time gap between the photos and as we've uh, noted in prior discussion it appears fetterman has dropped a lot of weight since then in the hospital yeah So unfortunately, I must concede that this probably is not the juicy tinfoil it was presented as. However, I would not dismiss the broader point. Effectively, dead people are holding positions of power and shadow (laughs) staff are serving as members of Congress in their places. It's true with Feinstein.
1: Yeah, it's at least
0: partially true with Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell was just released from the hospital yesterday or this weekend after spending two and a half weeks in the hospital because he fell.
2: That's true. Fact check. Partially true.
0: And it's openly misleading, tr- but true, openly true for Fetterman. Yeah. Th- this article on Monday in Business Insider, uh, still no date set for his release headline as John Fetterman heals his Senate staff soldiers on with the help of veteran lawmakers and crisis bonding. We all have each other's backs and the story details how all of these veterans from uh, the, the staff within his own staff are veterans of other uh politicians in dc over the years and then he has help from bob casey and other members of the senate um, you got people who are holdovers from from past offices like harry reeds chris murphy's uh, none of whom of course pennsylvanians actually voted for so you know vote for the dead guy so the the shadow masters can hold the seat while <laughs> avoiding any of the accountability that goes along with holding that seat this is don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the, the photos are are correct, but I am saying that this idea of put a dead guy in there and have someone else really pull the strings and really that dead guy could be interchangeable with anybody else, that that's real. The, so it rings true. The conspiracy theory <laughs> rings true.
2: I like I'm it. Going,
0: I'm going with that. Uh, all right. Anything else before we talk Trump indictment?
2: No, let's talk about it. The indictment that was never to be.
0: Yeah, I guess. Non-indictment, I should say, mm-hmm. to be more precise. Uh, of course, last week we spoke, uh, or last we spoke about it, Trump was supposed to be indicted in this Stormy Daniels hush money case in Manhattan on Tuesday, and then Tuesday's grand jury meeting was canceled and nothing happened. And then the Daily Mail had an anonymous source saying, and that's all we get throughout all of this story is anonymous sources with knowledge say, because technically uh, these grand jury proceedings are supposed to be secret, though clearly they are not. Yeah. Or maybe they are. Maybe these anonymous sources are just lying bullshitters and there's no legal violation whatsoever in that arrangement. Anyway, um, Wednesday's meeting was then delayed and nothing happened on Wednesday either. And and then Thursday's grand jury, jury meeting was also abruptly canceled and the grand jury doesn't meet on Friday. So here we are a, a week later with very little official development in the case. But we do have a couple new pieces of evidence to consider. Um, but um But uh, according to, again, sources with knowledge of the case, uh, they say the case is in trouble as the grand jury may not be buying what Alvin Bragg is trying to sell, which, of course, remember, that's believed to be a falsification of business records misdemeanor, a misdemeanor charge rigged into a felony by trying to connect it to a federal campaign finance crime through Michael Cohen. A theory complicated by the fact that that sort of thing has never been prosecuted in this way, but also complicated by possibly some of these new revelations of fact this week believed to be a part of the case. So first we have Michael Cohen's letter to the FEC, the Federal Election Committee. So recall that the bulk of Bragg's case for the grand jury is believed to rely on testimony from Michael Cohen. That's Trump's former lawyer and fixer. Who was convicted of perjury, tax evasion, and campaign finance, uh, a campaign finance violation in 2018? Now, a, a case that relies on the testimony of a convicted liar may already be shaky, but now potentially more evidence of the lies has emerged. On Wednesday, Trump posted a letter from February 2018 from Michael Cohen's lawyers to the Federal Election Commission telling them that the payment to Stormy Daniels, that's the payment in question in this Manhattan case, that payment was not a campaign finance issue because Michael Cohen personally made that payment and was never reimbursed by Trump. Again, not according to Trump, according to lawyers representing Michael Cohen to the FEC, who were at the time probing this for potential campaign finance issues.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is from the letter quote. Michael Cohen used his own personal funds to facilitate a payment of $130,000 to stormy Daniels, AKA Stephanie Clifford. Uh, neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. So in more plain terms, Cohen's lawyers said Cohen handled this payment himself and personally, and Trump was never involved. If Trump was never involved, there goes Alvin Bragg's case about falsifying business records in some intentional way pursuant to some campaign finance violation. If authentic, and it appears to be, this letter would likely contradict Michael Cohen's testimony in this particular case, in this grand jury uh, uh, that he's presenting to this grand jury, um, or at least what we believe he's telling the grand jury. But this was all at, uh, at Trump's direction and financing. It would also contradict Cohen's sworn testimony to Congress a year later. He said under oath, quote, Trump asked me to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair and that, quote, Mr. Trump directed me to use my own personal funds from a home equity line of credit to avoid my money being traced back to him that could negatively negatively impact his campaign. And the critics will say, well, yeah, see, that's the what what you think you've just shown is actually the point was that Trump put Michael Cohen up to lying. And when he was talking to the FEC, he was clearly lying on behalf of Trump. Then later, when all of this got busted open, he started telling the truth. So you, you by revealing this letter, you haven't proven you haven't proved anything other than Trump made Michael Cohen lie for Trump's betterment. Right. And that, that should, that certainly could be the case, but given Michael Cohen's contradictory statements, Cohen is lying somewhere. And Correct, that yeah. gets us back to square one. The case relies primarily on the testimony of a convicted and proven liar from a jury perspective. That's not going to be the most convincing case So that could explain the obstacles that the case is believed to be experiencing. Critics also note, well, you say that uh, Michael, how could you believe that Michael Cohen or how could you believe Michael Cohen when he supposedly said that Trump never paid me for this? Look, we have record of um, a a signed check um, between uh, Trump and uh, Trump personally, a check that Trump personally signed to Michael Cohen in 2017. Sure. It's a check for $35,000. It's not a check for the amount that is uh, at issue in this case. Now, of course you could make uh, installments. You could make a payment plan on that or something. But the other problem here is that, is that Michael Cohen worked for Trump for years. One would expect that there would be payments made because Cohen worked for him in many capacities. The stormy Daniels thing was just potentially one. And if you believe Michael Cohen in 2018, it wasn't one at all, but You're going to have to you're going to have to show payment for the purpose of concealing business records and avoiding campaign finance rules. A simple check alone, when there's a perfectly plausible explanation otherwise for why that check would exist. That's probably not going to do it as far as I I know that to bring charges, you don't have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. But if that if this actually went to trial and you're trying to use this as evidence beyond a reasonable doubt to get a, a conviction, uh, lots of reasonable doubt <clears throat> remains
2: why did they hype this so much? They must have known
0: i well <clears throat> uh, if uh, the best theory I can think of is that uh that these people know that these cases are crap and it 's not even an expectation that these cases succeed legally speaking necessarily. I think that these people want Trump to run. I think that they also believe that if Trump uh is perceived as having legal is is perceived as being treated legally unfairly that that is an asset to his campaign that causes people to support him in the, in the primary. And if they can get him to win the primary, then they have the Trump versus Biden rematch that I think they want.
2: Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, I suppose DeSantis is, uh, is so level headed that he's going to make Biden just look absurd in comparison.
0: I think they, I think if you're a Biden supporter on paper, You should fear DeSantis more. And I know the Trump people will point it. Well, look, Trump is out polling DeSantis. Look at Look at all of these polls. There is some evidence to that effect. You got to remember, those are polls about a Republican primary, generally speaking. And I certainly believe that Trump can and might or possibly will defeat DeSantis in the primary process. But we're talking about a general election with persuadable independence. And everything I see says that DeSantis does much better with that sort of swing voter. That's not an endorsement of DeSantis or me saying you should vote one way or the other. I'm just trying to look at this objectively and assess which one on paper is more likely to defeat Biden in the general. But of course that assumes that we aren't dealing with the sort of fortification uh, that was in place last time.
2: But the juxtaposition between Trump and Biden is, is clearly less discordant. They both have this crazy old man thing going on, right?
0: I guess DeSantis doesn't have that. Yeah. But uh desantis desantis potentially has his own flaws as well I, I don't i don't make this case to try to hype desantis i'm just trying to understand why they might want trump to run yeah I hear you. um then we have this stormy daniels letter as well uh what do we know about this is it in fact authentic i guess is my yeah, primary she,
2: question she uh told anderson cooper on 60 minutes that this is authentic but she felt pressured to sign it so it is an authentic letter it says over the past few weeks i've been asked countless times to comment on reports of alleged sexual relationship i have with trump many 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 years ago the fact of the matter is that each each party to this alleged affair denied its existence in 2006 2011 2016 17 now again in 2018 i'm not denying this affair because i would pay i was paid hush money as has been reported in overseas-owned tabloids, I'm denying this affair because it never happened. Um, Stormy Daniels. So yeah, she so, she did say in that interview... Sorry, what?
0: Go ahead, Finn. I just have a question about the phrasing of it.
2: She did say in that interview that um, she was uh, pressured to sign it because she was warned that her life could become hell in many different ways.
0: Pressured by but whom, did she say?
2: She said that it, the implication was that it was Michael Cohen. But oh. uh she was never directly pressured, and then Anderson Cooper was even like, "Well, were you threatened physically?" And she was like, "No yeah. I, I just felt pressure
0: okay I mean, well she she's a porn star, I'm sure she's felt pressure in many uncomfortable ways. <laughs> um,
2: this affair clearly happened, right? I mean we can all well
0: like, Trump denies uh, it, but trump uh, I mean Trump denies a lot of things. My question about the phrasing here, I'm not denying the affair because i was paid hush money there are two ways to read that i'm not denying the affair i was not paid hush money hush money has nothing to do with this i wasn't paid a dime and it also didn't happen the other way you could read that is i'm not denying this affair because i received money but i did in fact receive money yeah sort of unclear there so i'm not i'm not sure exactly what she means uh but I suppose you you could take I guess what I'm saying is you could take this letter and still believe that the central allegations are in fact true depending on, on how you read it but uh
2: this has multiple typos too
0: well then maybe she <laughs> she must have written it herself or oh, I, I was thinking orders. that this
2: seems like a trump drafted letter yeah i don't uh, I don't really give a crap by this though it, it, you're right i think that the, the entire purpose of all of this is um just to create this swirl of energy around the Trump campaign again so that they can have this face-off, which is all a distraction anyway. Hmm.
0: Well, uh, last week in the controversy, in addition to the uh, the specter of arrest, was was Trump uh, Trump calling for protests in Manhattan and that was treated as incitement to January sixth, too. Well, this week Trump escalated with uh, inflammatory social media posts On Thursday, Trump shared an image of himself holding a baseball bat next to a picture of Alvin Bragg's face with Bragg holding his hands up in obvious surrender to the evil orange man. Like, again, like he was Michael Brown or Tortuguita. But uh, another way to phrase that is that Trump shared an article from National File uh, and National File, the the headline on this story, just 10 percent of Manhattan residents actually voted for Alvin Bragg in the 2021 election. The article happens to use these images as its header now. Perhaps you should say Trump should know better than to post uh, such disturbing images. Yeah, uh, nobody has ever in politics alluded to metaphors of violence or destruction or anything like that in their rhetoric. This is, this is the first time it's ever happened. All right. Trump deleted the post on Friday afternoon without comment. This morning on Meet the Press, Trump's lawyer, uh, Trump's lawyer said that uh, the post was, quote, ill-advised. Let me find exactly what he said here. Uh, this is uh, Trump's lawyer in the Alvin Bragg case, Joe Tacopina. And he said that the post was ill-advised. I think it was an ill-advised post that one of his social media people put up. And he quickly took it down when he realized the the rhetoric and the photo was attached to it. Okay. <laughs> don't. You don't have to cave to these accusations of incitement. We. Right. Everybody knows that Trump posted that. Yeah, nobody thinks Trump's intern messed up, but that's the explanation that we're going with. Uh, and Trump did not take it down quickly. He left it up for a day and a half. Better response. Yes, Trump posted it. No, he's not apologizing. And frankly, it's embarrassing that that many people in our country are more concerned with metaphorical symbolism on social media than they are about the actual destruction of our legal system, which is exactly what Alvin Bragg is doing. Yeah, you don't have to concede. This is not there's nothing the best you could say about this if you're a critic is, oh, that's distasteful. Oh, oh my God, Trump had a distasteful social media post. What Shocking. A surprise! Yeah. There's, there's no way you not even Alvin Bragg could bring a charge <laughs> for, as though the the, the the Drudge headline was like something about uh uh ex- explicit threat. Actually, in fairness, this is media i characterizing Judge. Or maybe not. Drudge declared it an explicit threat to DA Alvin Bragg. No, it's not. At, at best, it's implicit. Right. I could see how you might see the implication. There's no mm-hmm. explicit threat. Words don't matter anymore, though. Uh, that wasn't it, though. Trump wasn't done. Uh, he <laughs> replaced one inflammatory post with another. He uh, on early, early Friday morning, Trump posted on Truth Social. What kind of person can charge another person with a crime? when it is known by all that no crime has been committed and also known that potential death and destruction in such a false charge could be catastrophic for our country why and who would do such a thing only a degenerate psychopath that truly hates the USA so I guess the intern got got Trump's phone again what a so unfortunate of course this too is incitement to January 6th too as well Um, but but to the point is there any doubt that the weaponization of our legal system will bring death and destruction. It's not calling for it. He's not calling for it. He's forecasting it. And and I I would pose the question, is that forecast actually inaccurate? When the rule of law breaks down, the law is a weapon rather than part of a justice system. Warfare is the only option because you've removed the legal system as a fair and impartial mechanism through which we can resolve our differences on civil terms when you ban or you corrupt all means of, of nonviolent conflict resolution yet you get violent conflict it's it's like when you, you you try to pursue peace through censorship when you tell people they can't use their words to solve conflict like well, fists it is and if they have something worse than fists it becomes something worse than fists that's not incitement that is a correct diagnosis of the result of this sort of practice
2: of course of course, but that's what they're going to continue to do, so what's the solution here? It's not to stop talking like this or to stop saying things that can be perceived as incendiary. uh They'll just rewrite history as they see fit based on whatever Trump has said, you know retroactively
0: what uh oh did i i'm maybe I missed the story here. Let me make sure I have it because I wanted to hear about uh the threat that Alvin Bragg received. He got a threat. Is this real or is this uh hoax hate that he did yes. to himself?
2: hoax hate.
0: You think so? Um,
2: yeah. At FBI, NYPD investigating this letter containing a death threat and white powder mailed to DA Alvin Bragg, um, whose office is investigating Donald Trump. So the letter said in all caps, Alvin, I'm going to kill you with like a million exclamation marks. <laughs>
0: I, 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 I tried to find a picture. There's no photo of this note. We-
2: uh, apparently not, which is disappointing. I hope right. it was handwritten or in those like different magazine letter cutouts. That that would be good, too. Ah,
0: yeah. The, the real mm-hmm. ransom note style. Yeah.
2: I don't think this is legit. Okay. If it happened, it's probably baby powder.
0: Yeah, I think it was determined not to be a threatening substance, right? Right. Yeah. It wasn't uh, some kind of actual terrorist. I don't
2: even think they were very worried about it, so... I
0: well, it's I guess the story is kind of coming on.
2: If you're gonna hoax, hate yourself, like actually send anthrax you and make the... sure that that one of your interns touches it and gets horribly sick. Like, yeah, take one for the low team. effort shit, man. Well, uh,
0: Trump hit on uh, Trump hit on these uh, points further uh, in his first official 2024 campaign rally in Waco, Texas. Now, if you're wondering if the 30 uh, year anniversary of uh the waco siege has anything to do with it uh it unfortunately does not (laughs) governor dan lieutenant governor dan patrick told the crowd it was a pure bullshit fake news uh that this waco rally has anything to do with the waco siege 30 years ago patrick says he picked waco because trump called him and said he wanted him to pick a great town and so they picked waco (laughs) as a great town And uh, during the rally, Trump uh, described how everyone can see that this is bullshit, referring to Alvin Bragg's case, of course. Uh, Trump described uh, the sham investigation and the corruption of the legal system uh, as the new weapon of the out-of-control Democrats, all the stuff you'd expect. The reason I bring up the rally um, is not really what Trump said about Alvin Bragg or what Trump said about DeSantis because he went on attack mode uh, over the weekend. Instead, I I just want to bring up what I think is one of the greatest moments in the history of Trump rallies. Ted Nugent spoke and performed the national anthem, and he said he wants his money back from the government because he never authorized giving it to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, who is a homosexual weirdo.
3: I want my money back! I didn't authorize any money to Ukraine to some homosexual weirdo! (laughs) Okay. Uh,
0: A point is a point. What can I say? Yeah. I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I've heard a lot of claims about Zelensky. I haven't heard he's gay before. Never. So, no, that one's new to me. You're telling me Seriously? that this, this rumor, yeah, what about heard? his
2: trans dance? I've heard all sorts of gay jokes about it.
0: I guess, I guess that rings a bell, but, uh, trans is different from gay. You can be, can you be trans without being gay? I guess it was, maybe-
2: it was both gay and tranny <laughs> nonsense. Yeah.
0: Uh, my sources say he's married with children, but, uh, as I mentioned, acting is his profession. So who knows? Um, Nugent followed up. Thank you for tipping me off to this because I did not see it before we were live. Nugent has followed up for Twitter clarification. He disavowed. He apologized. He uh, he has uh, corrected the record. No, actually, he said, "quote I didn't call him a homosexual weirdo. He is a homosexual weirdo." (laughs) All right. I've I I guess uh, I'll have to give Ted Nugent's music a chance. I'm officially a fan (laughs) now. So. All right, so so what's next uh, as far as this case is going to um, develop here? Well, the grand jury uh, will reconvene on Monday, this being the Stormy Daniels case in Manhattan, of course. It's possible an additional witness will testify. But since all of this reporting is based on leaks, because, again, grand jury proceedings are supposed to be secret, nobody knows for sure. We're just going to stick on Trump indictment watch here. Now, as far as the theories of what exactly happened this week, Either the case fell apart because of new evidence in the form of the documents we discussed, or Trump was misinformed on the status of the case when he said, I'm going to get arrested Tuesday or maybe both. Mm -hmm. But some things to consider uh, relevant to both of those possible explanations. Um, Bragg said this week that it's actually Trump who created a false expectation that indictment was imminent. This in a letter responding to House Republicans looking to force his testimony and uh, to turn over documents and communication in the case. Uh, Bragg wrote, quote, the letter only came, the letter from Congress, only came after Donald Trump created a false expectation that he would be arrested the next day and his lawyers reportedly urged Congress to intervene. So that could be Bragg covering his own ass for a case that has completely fallen apart. Or that could be completely accurate that Trump, for no good reason, said an arrest was coming Tuesday. And that was not actually correct, independent of his commentary. That was always the case. Trump, over the weekend, speaking with reporters while he was traveling, uh, he says that he thinks Bragg is dropping the case entirely. Uh, Trump said, quote, I have no idea what's going to happen. I think you've already I think they've already dropped the case. Bragg's office. From what I understand, I think it's been dropped. Um, but, uh, even, even if that is what happens, let's say Alvin Bragg comes out. How ironic would it be if Alvin Bragg comes out and says, sorry, no charges. And then a bunch of Antifa people riot in Manhattan, (laughs) that would be a fitting conclusion. But, uh, remember, even if that prediction comes true, that the case will get dropped, there are at least two other walls closing in on Trump. In Georgia, a decision from the Fulton County district attorney, Fannie Willis, says her office's decision about indictments in the crazy eyes, jury forewoman woman case about obstruction of justice after the 2020 election. The charging in that case is imminent. And remember crazy eyes said that there are potentially dozens of people to be charged, possibly including Trump whose name they discussed many times throughout the proceedings that she's not supposed to mention. And then uh, in the federal cases under special counsel, Jack Smith, those being the Mar-a-Lago classified documents Uh, case and then trump's role in in january 6th a judge ruled that the special counsel's office presented enough evidence to establish that trump committed a crime through his attorneys which means trump's attorneys can be compelled to testify despite despite any claims of attorney client privilege this is called the crime fraud exception to attorney client privilege the idea being that the uh, communication that communications with attorneys Um, are not entitled to protection or secrecy if the purpose is getting advice for the commission of a fraud or a crime. So as a practical matter, what this means is that Trump's lawyers can be compelled to testify in, uh, these federal cases, though, um, that decision is now being appealed. The appeals court stayed the ruling, so nothing changes now uh, until we get that appeal resolved, um, but uh, you can bet the walls are are closing in. Even if they don't have him this time, they're going to have him on the next one, and so on and so forth. Um, and and as I mentioned, I I do believe, at least my personal read on this, that all of this repeat witch hunt stuff is in pursuit of a, of repeat electoral stuff. That Trump wins the nomination, he runs against Biden, and all sorts of electoral anomalies and fortifications lead to a decisive Biden victory once again, or. Um, Maybe uh, maybe Biden's body double wins this time. But um, right. Yeah. I, m- perhaps we moved on to the Biden body double 10 years ago. Who would know at this point? There are theories to <laughs> that effect, too. But uh, that's all I have on Trump indictment watch. You have anything else to say about it?
2: No, I mean, I, I suppose I'm not surprised at all how this played out.
0: I I after nothing happened Tuesday, I kind of I tapped out on the uh, like believing the arrest was coming.
2: Did you think it was going to happen?
0: Kind of. I, I, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I believe that they're going to do this one way or another, that they're going to have him arrested for something for show purposes one way right. or another. Wouldn't
2: they have done it already if they could?
0: I suppose. Well, if the intent, if, if if the theory of the intent is not that their hearts are legally pure and they're just trying to enforce the rule of law, but that they want to do this for some ulterior motive and that motive is to get Trump to win the, the nomination. I guess the timing is kind of bad for that. Although maybe, maybe the thinking is if you get a bunch of momentum behind Trump, now Ron DeSantis just box entirely and never enters the race. They're saying Ron DeSantis, the belief is Ron DeSantis will enter the race at the end of May after the Florida legislature, after their session ends. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe the thinking is, again, this is theoretically, if this whole thing was a strategy pursuant to Republican primary politics and electoral politics, which is a big if. But if that was the theory, maybe you just you try to get Trump to surge right now and Ron DeSantis never even bothers entry and then you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, we are uh, right about at the top of the hour. Good time for a break if you're ready to check in with our uh, chatters.
2: Yeah. Let me refresh this real quick. Okay. Injured guardian. Matt, I was unclear before. Don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Shouldn't be a moral framework. It's just a really good interpersonal starting point and or rule of thumb.
0: <laughs> I don't remember the exact context, so I'll take your word for it. But he I also agree said, that uh Oh,
2: sorry. That's
0: a good it's a that's a good starting point. I wish we did more of that. We don't, unfortunately. We take a lot of each other's stuff.
2: We really do. Um yeah. P.S. I know that I haven't emailed you the links to the Blonde Sounder or the Cream Jean Pierre. Jen Blackie's sounder yet. Work has been nuts along with personal awfulness. I'll review them soon. I'm sorry about
0: that. Well, uh, tend to your own needs. Uh, your production services are, are appreciated, but, uh, you're welcome to take your time on that. And thanks for your support for the show. And thanks for, uh, offering your contributions. Much appreciated.
2: Holden, Mulray, in the movie The Sting, the Mark uh, Lonigan is conned into betting on a racehorse called Lucky Dan. Maybe we can make our own sequel where some congressmen are duped into betting on Dan the Fed.
0: Uh, wait, wait, hold on. I got to I got to hear that again. Betting on him in what context?
2: Uh, maybe we can make our own sequel to this movie oh. he just described.
0: It, hor- like actual horse racing. Yes. And we're going to have a horse called Dan the Fed. Dan the Fed, of course, is the central Fed, at least informant, the guy who worked on behalf of the FBI to organize the entire Whitmer plot. That's Dan the Fed.
2: Dan the Fed. You see the one that got a. Where does was, where was the honeypot work in here?
0: Uh, I don't know that Dan worked a honeypot. I don't know that that was part of it. He
2: did work a honeypot to bang one of the dudes. Oh, the at hotel the hotel room. stay.
0: That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, smoke weed with them in the hotel. That's room right. Too. Yeah. Dan the Fed collected something like fifty-one thousand dollars in total value. It wasn't all cash. Mm-hmm. He got like a car and but he got.
2: That's really not know. that much money. Well, that's for that, like you know? I know, that's a like,
0: fifty thousand dollars is an okay salary if all I have to do in is stuff. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't cash, but. I don't know. It's not a bad deal in today's economy. I might, I might take
2: it. I Dude, become... you would not fed out for <laughs> fifty grand. I'd die of shock. No,
0: my principles would never allow such things.
2: I would Thank fed you. out for fed, more fed, than fed, that, fed, there fed, fed. Nicholas, right. H... it will cost more than fifty grand.
0: You FBI guys are on alert.
2: Yeah, I'll do it for like three hundred thousand dollars.
0: Now we're talking. If you Stormy Daniels' money, minimum.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Nicholas H. Let's start referring to twerking as. Can I read this? Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. You know, when Matt gets that face, you know.
0: It's zoological.
2: Is babooning.
0: <laughs> I I'm sure it's happened at the zoo.
2: Why can I say that? But I can't say chimp out.
0: I, I didn't make any rules, uh, but all right. Uh, Also zoological in the context of uh, biological observation at the zoo.
2: Yeah. You know, today on Twitter, I was fighting with this black guy who barely speak English and he called me a stupid ape.
0: (laughs) Uh, So it's, uh, it's really come full circle.
2: I know. I asked him who's familiar with the Freudian psychological theory of projection. He was not okay well
0: i'm i'm glad you guys were able to share that exchange
2: stupid twitter twitter's already ruining my life um i got banned again for jokingly saying to somebody that agreed with me to, to kill themselves i was just joking oh
0: you know i got suspended uh for basically the same thing i joked maybe two years ago that soon fauci will be telling you to hang yourself to slow the spread and did it
2: immediately ban you? Like you didn't go through a process where someone reported you? It just no, I think banned. it was
0: like a day. It did sit it around a for day. a little while. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay. It was really weird. Like I sent the tweet and then I was banned.
0: Yeah, no, my, mine, mine, uh, mine lingered for a little bit. It wasn't like oh.
2: that. Okay. Robin D. Banks, Matt and I once made, oh, wait, I have to go to work tonight. Sorry, guys. We'll catch up tomorrow if I'm not too sore. <sighs> Cause you know, other than that, containment breachers need you gross.
0: Well, uh, I'm glad to hear that the project is going well. And uh, Robin, I'm sure you saw, but I did have another party interested in breaching containment. So I've linked that person up with you.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, he does.
0: Yeah. Well, he tells me he's interested in breaching containment, but I have no idea if his motives are pure or not.
2: JRC1, why as humans do we concentrate on the surface issues and not the real internal issue? Um, Because people don't want to have to prepare for what's coming. That's a difficult thing, you know, like all of us, myself included, are still engaged in these bread and circuses. We're not thinking about like, what are we going to do in society class? I'm like, what am I going to wear when I go on my friend coffee date tomorrow? And like, I actually think society is going to collapse. You just can't be in that space all the time.
0: Well, it's a mixed... In seriousness, it is uh, a combination of both. That's what hope for the best prepare for the for the worst means. I I, you have to prepare as though tomorrow might be much worse than today. That's a wise philosophy for any time, uh, even the good times. But if you allow that preparation mentality to completely consume your time such that you don't even enjoy today. Well, what what are you really prepping you to preserve for? at that point? Especially
2: You're... if you have little kids, because that yeah. time, you know, we talked about this the other day when I started crying. It's it that time where your child grows up. It just slips through your finger. It just slips through your fingers. Like Emmeline's, like a whole little person doing all sorts of stuff now, and yeah. she was just a baby. Like she was just a tiny baby. So if you're not enjoying that stuff now, then you're, yeah. you're missing whenever
0: life. I get those automated, uh, phone montages that are like, Hey, you want to <sighs> watch a, a movie that your phone made about growing up? It's like, first of all, how do you, how do you even Absolutely. know? Okay, that's fine. Speak. We'll get to the AI later, but I don't <laughs> like that. The AI knows how to do this. Um, but yeah, you, you run that. And it's like, who the hell's that freak kid? I saw I, it, yeah. it reminded me of a picture of my son in a, we were at the grocery store last March, like a year ago. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. he, he, I don't know whose baby that is. That that is not my baby. I've never seen that child in my life.
2: Seriously, it's crazy. And then you you look back and you're like, I thought that I had the cutest baby just in town. I just, just beaming with pride. And I look back, I'm like, oh my god, ew. she was a freak.
0: Like everyone else is freak, freak. babies.
2: Yeah. morbidly obese yeah. this it's the freak
0: yeah my, my my son's face is really narrowed out like it just used to yeah. be this bowling ball and now he's getting, getting yeah
2: they, they like stretch out yeah it's really funny yeah. um boogeyman 917 i doubt it uh walter melon blonde why do even the most based women castrate themselves in the altar of white I doubt it. is there any hope in repopulating i assume that you're talking about just pearly things if you need a rundown of that look at my twitter blondes underscore tweets both plural um i don't know i don't think that's true if if you're if you're castigating yourself and castrating yourself on the altar altar white privilege are you even based no of course not i do have hope for just pearly things she's intellectually curious she's 26 what did any of us know about race when we were 26
0: maybe she's going to become final form blonde herself in several Dude, years. She might. This was I the start. Like this was, this yes. was the, the, epi- this, this began the trajectory.
2: Oh God, it was so bad. Right before we went live, she was on a panel of black people that were just berating her. Oh, she did she the was, old Bill Maher. Yes. while she ah. was just apologizing for her white privilege and stuff. It was truly humiliating, but you know, this is, this is where the seed is planted.
0: Careful with your metaphors in that context.
2: Oh yeah, really? Um, <laughs> This is how it happens, though. Yeah. Like, like black people get you to castigate yourself enough that you're like, I'm not doing this anymore because I, I have to preserve yeah. my um, my sense of integrity. And I think that she's going to get there.
0: Uh, We'll see. I mean, well, the this is the the method of the racial activist for sure.
2: So,
3: yeah,
0: I don't know much. I, I haven't followed her her story or what happened, so I don't want to overstate my knowledge of the case. But. In general, uh, I'm not a big fan of the idea of apologizing for having a conversation with a person.
2: No. And then she ended that video, her apology video. There's your first mistake of of racism has no place in polite society. It's Like, well, why don't you tell all the black people that on on your channel? It's like, that's such an asinine statement to me right now. It's like I'm looking at her and she's me in like 2011. Yeah. Like well, based on the gender stuff, but like no idea about the timing
0: race. of that roughly aligns anyway. So she's on, she's on the blonde path. Um,
1: oh God, no, yeah. Well, and even though, the statement, um, it's
0: like X has no business in polite society. Well, polite society by its nature. I mean, that that's something that's saying there's a thing that ought to be elevated above the truth. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should all go around being intentionally disrespectful to each other, but when we allow the perceived value of politeness, to obscure what should be the higher value of the truth. That's a problem. Yeah. If anything, we live in an overly polite society. Now we need right. less politeness. Politeness exactly. has, be- has become a cloak for the truth. And that's not, I mean, you, you want to talk about building a hellscape. That's how you do it. You cloak the truth with a bunch of distraction.
2: Yeah, totally. That is so true. Um, I always forget what is M a I Matt and I once oh. made love. Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course Matt and I once made love. I can't believe that I keep forgetting that. The anus was unremarkable. (laughs) (laughs) Love the show, faggot. For those of you that don't know, that was from Tortuguita's autopsy report. (laughs) Despite him being a raging homosexual, to all of our chagrin he had an unremarkable (laughs) anus. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don't believe that medical examiner there must have been many remarkable things about it
2: anus was grossly stretched out is what i expected a sphincter Plus shooting he, out of his anus what do you mean he got shot
0: straight in the nut and it had no effect on that rage like how i mean how did yeah. how
2: it slowed down because it went through the base of his tortuguida is that wiener oh okay. but wouldn't it go out the anus
0: yeah i don't it just seems hard to get shot there and not have any effect on your butt
2: maybe all the, the butt stuff had like really fortified it to the effect of a bullet. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It might, it might've been toughened up a lot of calluses in there. You're right.
2: <laughs> Metal right. rules, USA, USA, USA. Should we circle back?
0: Uh, yeah, we can uh, take a break there. Thank you. Metal rules. Um, let me catch up on, uh, on rumble here before we move along. Yako, 1977, uh, China and Russia formed a military pact. Not unexpected, given the tensions. Will it make a difference for Russia and Ukraine and for China if they attack Taiwan? Wait and see, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, important international news that I probably should not have uh, that I should have devoted some time to. But I, we mentioned that on Wednesday and I foolishly already forgot. Um, yeah, uh, the, the the blonde dream team of Putin and Xi hand in hand.
2: There are going to be forward. so many weird culinary things that come out of this marriage.
0: Yeah, it's going to be like uh chow mein and potato vodka. It's not going to be a good <laughs> yeah. mix.
2: They're going to do three squeaks but they're going to drown the mice in vodka. Ah. And then okay. eat the mice.
0: Yeah, there you go. Now you just got to how do the dogs fit into it? That's <laughs>
2: They're going to meet right. make the dog. They're going to force feed the dog's borscht. You know like um fog raw is is when you force feed a duck and then they're going to kill the dog and eat the the borscht dog. All right, I'll allow it. moving on.
0: Uh, JD 1492 and in an under in under the radar news, the um, uh, is food seasoning the next chapter in the internet culture wars? Fleckis and Revolver touched on this. I don't, I could guess the context, but I'm not sure. Oh, no, exactly. this is so
2: funny. I talked about this on I hypocrite. You guys should check out that episode. I was on Progress Report last week. Uh, it's this chick who's getting like roasted by all of these black people for not seasoning her chicken, but she seasoned her chicken by cooking it in onions and red pepper and garlic. And then they're Mm. like, bitch, you, you white bread, bitch ass hoe, ain't seasoning y'all food. But she's like, but I, I, I put it in the stuff that, that makes up your seasoning. So why, why am I, she, so now she is, um, unfortunately for her, (laughs) unfortunately for her, become this, um, central meme of the coming race war. Poor, poor lady.
0: You have to spice your chicken correctly. I suppose I, if I have to bend the knee, I'd rather I'd rather spice my chicken than uh, <laughs> go on some Internet show and flog myself or do the Bill Maher apology to her. I, I know, know. Right.
2: But she did spice her chicken.
0: I just it wasn't with the, uh, the
2: dehydrated like- forms of all of those. Yeah, things. yeah. Yeah. She salted it. What's the problem here?
0: Huh. All right. Uh, we will come back to your chats at the uh, end of the show. Thank you all. Much appreciated.
2: Um, I'll have to just circle back with you.
0: I'm going to get back into the news, which starts with, uh, a return to the financial world. If I can find my place, where did I leave off? Hold what on
2: What a joke. Wait, uh, uh, oh
0: yeah. The, the fed, the fed has hiked the interest rate yet again, but they did it in the, in a smaller, uh, a smaller interval this time,
2: whatever. Okay. So they hiked a quarter percentage point, but they indicated strongly that the hikes are nearing an end which which i don't believe um, this is the ninth hike since march 2022 and yeah they said that the future increases are not assured and will depend largely on incoming data i think they're manipulating the economic mark, market obviously by saying that, that there's no. they're not going to continue to hike interest rates i think not they,
0: jerome they not janet they wouldn't no. do
2: No, so. no Uh, Deutsche Bank also in deep shit. We covered last week, Credit Suisse, also in deep shit, got a bailout from UBS. Um, and Deutsche Bank is having huge problems too. They are facing fears of collapse. Shares dropped 11% on Friday morning alone, bringing those stocks down to a total of almost 30% since March 8th. Um, this is Chris Bocomp, who's chief market analysis at IG Group. I don't know who who that is, but he told Reuters, "We're still on the edge, waiting for another domino to fall. Deutsch is clearly the next one on everyone's mind, fairly or unfairly. Looks like the banking crisis hasn't been entirely put to bed. We're hearing um all of these regulators talk about how uh, their situation is strong and they have good input, blah da da da, and you know there's nothing to see here, but they're clearly next on the chopping block. Um, as soon as." as people start to become uncomfortable, it's it's over. That, that wave of discomfort spreads to the economic market and Deutsche Bank is clearly going to feel the repercussions of that.
0: Well, we stopped all the systemic risk, though. Didn't you hear, we, Janet we, did, yeah. we took care oh, yeah, of the systemic risk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's risk. Fine so I don't know on what basis you're warning of potential systemic risk. And by the way, even if the systemic risk was realized, yeah. we heard assurance from Janet Yellen that any systemic risk would be promptly ended by shoveling made-up money to drown out that systemic risk not paid by you the taxpayer instead paid by well number one made up funny money but number two fees applied at banks that somehow you as the consumer don't pay for uh, other magical methods of acquiring the money necessary to pull off this sort of thing that's what we heard from when we uh, listened to janet yellen's commentary last weekend that uh, she, said, she said before um, a Senate panel, yeah, we're only going to give the Silicon Valley Bank treatment, bailing out depositors, to special banks that we at the Fed and the FDIC and the Treasury deem to be quote-unquote systemic risks. As in, if we allowed them to fail or have some sort of catastrophe, that that would present risk not just to that individual bank as a business, but to the entire financial market. Uh, but, but if you're a small bank, he was, she was talking to a senator from Oklahoma. If you have some podunk uh, bank in Oklahoma, who cares? Tough if you operate that because your bank doesn't pose a systemic risk. It could it could fail and nobody really gives a rat's ass. And. Um, <laughs> and uh, as far as the the follow up question, which is what's going to stop everyone from moving their money from podunk, Oklahoma bank to the big banks who happen to be friends with you, uh, Janet Yellen's response was whoopsie. Well, she did walk that back at least a little bit. She was speaking to the American Bankers Association on Tuesday. She clarified her remarks uh, not to say, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to cut this bailout crap altogether. Instead, she said, no, well, we'll do it for pretty much everybody or at least more banks than initially described. She she said intervention is interventions at small banks, quote, could be warranted if smaller institutions suffer deposit runs that pose uh, a risk of contagion. So if there's a whole bunch of podunk Oklahoma banks and everybody does a run on their money and that becomes a, an infectious behavior, then we might help out the podunk Oklahoma bank. Of course, um, that is a solution to a problem that just creates more problems, which is their specialty at the FDIC and the fed and the treasury. Well, right. um, <laughs> where are we getting all the money to bail out Silicon Valley Bank was the first question where are we getting all the money to bail out all the banks that mismanage their assets potentially well from, from magic of course We not from taxpayers as I mentioned uh, it is from fees applied to the banks that you don't pay even though obviously as a consumer of the bank you're going to pay those fees that in turn get sent to Janet Yellen and company that just gets sent right back to you you might wonder wouldn't it be better if I just never sent any money to Janet Yellen and company no that would not be better Uh, they have to, they have to have their handling of it to make it even more magical than it was when it went from the bank to them and back to you. Janet Yellen, uh, was back before the Senate this week and, um, and she had more to say because remember (laughs) just like the week last week, two weeks ago is yeah, sure. We're going to make these massive financial moves, but taxpayers are, taxpayers are not on the hook for that. don't, don't worry. Well, Now she's back before the Senate to talk about Biden's budget proposal. And in that context, not in the context of the bank depositor bailouts, but in the context of just the general budget for the country, then taxpayers are indeed on the hook. Uh, Biden needs trillions in new taxes, in fact, $4.7 trillion in new taxes, a point that that Janet Yellen acknowledged when questioned. But don't worry, it's only the rich people who will pay nearly $5 trillion in new taxes, and they will never pass a single penny off to you, the humble consumer, if we do such a thing. And, of course, a multi-billion dollar budget will only uh, worsen our, our uh, multi-trillion dollar budget, rather. I, I You lose track of how many bajillions there are in the context (laughs) of the federal spending. This multi-trillion dollar budget will only worsen our already massive $32 trillion national debt. Uh, Our national debt has uh, already exceeded our GDP in general, as in the amount that we owe is greater than everything we make in an entire year. Imagine that is the situation for your household, that you have more in, say, credit card debt than you make in your salary for the entire year. You'd call that a disaster. You'd say, I uh, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to pay this off. Yeah. Um, but for the federal government, the magic uh, the magic wands just make that fine. Uh, Senator Kennedy asked Janet Yellen, okay, you're comfortable with having a, a debt-to-GDP ratio of 109% in the context of this budget. That's just for the year, I believe, is how they get that figure. Um, you say that's fine more debt than what we actually earn or make. Could you give me an example of how much debt would be too much debt? (laughs) Where's your line, Janet Yellen, if this if this line's fine? And um, she didn't answer the question. She just said that uh, it's fine as long as the interest rates are low.
3: So fifty one trillion dollars of debt up from thirty three trillion doesn't bother you.
1: I think the path that is set out in the president's budget is fiscally sustainable. How much debt is
3: too much? Tell me that. What debt as a percentage of our GDP is too much?
1: It depends on what interest rates are. And real interest rates have been extremely low. Could you just answer my question,
3: Madam Secretary? What
1: percentage
3: debt of our GDP is too much?
1: Well, this budget has... Um, debt held by the public moving up to around 109% of GDP.
3: And that's not too much, in your opinion.
1: Historically, it's a high level. But on the other hand, interest rates, real interest rates have moved down substantially.
0: Okay. Uh, You have more of a finance background than I do. You tell me if this is a fair comparison because to me this is just mathematically nonsensical if i take out a loan for a hundred million dollars on my current earnings not that anyone would necessarily make that loan but in the context of the federal government's capacity to do infinity and beyond perhaps you might have that option um even if i had a point 0.1 percent rate on that loan
2: it doesn't matter you'll you will never ever ever repay it and that's the problem with our debt our our, our debt issue is spiraling out of control is there's no anticipation that it will ever be repaid in full, which renders the amount of debt meaningless, doesn't it? If you're never, ever going to pay it, then who cares if you owe $10 or $10 million? It doesn't matter.
0: It, it's even more nonsensical when Janet Yellen and company control the interest rates, more specifically yeah. the Fed does. So, oh, well, as long as we keep interest rates low, we can acquire all the debt in the world and print all the money in the world. Who cares? Well, as we're seeing now, no, you can't. When money is that easy to acquire, you necessarily get inflation. When you get inflation, you necessarily devalue everything <sighs> Americans have, driving us to poverty, not wealth. Yep. Yeah. And a as disaster. long as the as long as the interest rate is low, I can take out as big of a loan as I want. Well, if you wouldn't do this for your own home because you can't afford the loan, it doesn't make any more sense for the government to do this in the context of our national budget. They tell you they have a magic wand. They don't. The only wand they have is the one that makes you poor. That's the only trick that magic wand does. It makes you poor.
2: Yep.
0: And we keep going back. Oh, they, we're, we're, uh, we're in an abusive relationship with the Fed. We just can't quit them.
2: We ah, uh, can't quit them.
0: Uh, the government could. Uh, the, the one option they have is to tax your way out of the hole. Uh, they could make you poor that way too. It's not just inflation. They could, they have a couple options to make you poor. They could inflate you into poorness. They could tax you into poorness. Um, and that is the the method that, that Janet Yellen defends. As she really defends all of them, but she defends it in this context. Trillions in new taxes without any consideration um, that uh, maybe just a reduction in spending might be a start to solve some of these problems. Asked by Congressman... Amade of Nevada, why Americans hate the IRS so much? Janet Yellen says, well, that's because the IRS has actually been starved of the resources necessary to project a positive image.
3: Can you tell me if you have an opinion on what the IRS's reputation is amongst the country? Have you done any polling or anything like
4: that?
1: Well, it's extremely negative because the IRS has been starved for resources and so they're so insufficient. Would, I, I don't people. mean to cut
3: you off, but you think it's resource related that they have?
1: Absolutely. Have a
3: bad reputation. It's nothing to do with historical culture in the agency or anything like
1: that. The, the that agency has been resource starved. Oh
2: my gosh. Yes. <laughs> they, they don't have enough of our resources. That's clearly the problem. This fucking. Oh. <laughs>
0: you, You don't hate them because they steal your money. It's that they don't steal enough of your money to make the propaganda necessary to convince you that their theft from you is virtuous. And again, just notice the theme here. These people do no wrong. Not the Treasury, not the Fed, not the IRS, not the FDIC. It's your your perception of them. That's the problem. If only they had more of your money to make TV commercials to tell you how awesome they are. How are they a resource starved when, if I'm not mistaken, there was a bill, pa- the bill passed, right? Don't they have funding to hire 87,000 people over the next decade? Wasn't that yes. a, a thing?
2: Was it 87? I thought it was 75,000. Yes. I that's, can't that's remember.
0: True. Tens of thousands of IRS Can agents. you imagine the, the financial
2: burden on hiring that, that number of personnel?
0: That's not resource starved. Yeah. That that would be one of the biggest companies well, I suppose it wouldn't be up there with the Walmarts of the world, but that would be a massive business if it was anything else. Anyway, uh, it's it's just your perception of them that's wrong. If only they could propagandize you otherwise. Um, and when they're not making you poor, of course, our government superiors are scheming for ways to disarm you to make sure even your last stand is not a possibility, or at least less of a possibility. So recall previously we've discussed the ATF's move to reclassify pistols with stabilizing braces as short barreled rifles meaning we all have now under 90 days to register these braced pistols uh, with the federal government or make them into rifles or become an overnight felon uh, subject to 10 years in prison or a two hundred fifty thousand dollars fine well um also recall that change is due uh, only to atf whim the atf just decided one day that these things that they said were legal For over a decade, they're suddenly illegal, at least in most configurations, not because Congress wrote any new law, but because the ATF has changed the way it interprets a century-old law from 1934 on exactly how long the barrel of your gun must be before they get to snipe your dog for being a terrorist. Well, many in Congress are actually cheerleading the erosion of your Second Amendment Amendment rights and your, your due process of law rights. There uh, was a hearing this week with the House uh, Judiciary and Oversight Committees entitled ATF's Assault on the Second Amendment. So, of course, the premise of this hearing was not ATF awesome. Let's cheerlead them, but you have uh, several of uh, several of our members of Congress doing that. You also had several rowdy anti-gun protesters interrupting the meeting with uh, some sort of insurrection of their own, and they got arrested. Oh. It's not uh, it's not really surprising to see gun grabbing activists acting like jackasses i think what's more concerning is the sort of uh, philosophy by which our members of Cong- uh, congress operate sheila jackson lee uh, said that this move by the atf is very good because after all a pistol brace uh, was used in a shooting one time and we all know that pistol braces transform everyday firearms into killing machines
4: It is ironic that yesterday, with the two-year anniversary of the massacre of 10 people at the King Super supermarket in Boulder, Colorado, and Republicans are here today to attack the ATF and mount a defense of every firearms and modification involved in that shooting. I commend the ATF for their work in identifying a problem and providing guidance to prevent the harm created by the misuse of stabilizing braces, which convert everyday firearms into killing machines
0: okay uh
2: all guns are killing machines <laughs> but to, like what what do you people want
0: well in mean, the inverse too, like is sheila jackson lee saying that the firearm on the left side of this display here uh that of course does not have a pistol brace on it that's an everyday firearm sheila yeah. jackson lee just walking around with non-braced ar pistols everywhere she got that? <laughs> what an everyday firearm <laughs> but yes uh to your point uh Lethality is the point of the firearm uh, that <laughs> that uh, it's um a killing machine is an attempted propaganda term, but it is strictly accurate. It is a machine that kills. The question is, for what purpose is the killing? Um, but. We want to pretend like all killings are murders, which clearly they're not. Anyway, um, for those unfamiliar, the pistol brace is just the piece of plastic or metal on the butt end of the gun. Uh, Whether it counts as a stock or not is the crux of the legal issue here. The ATF previously said no. Now they say yes. But yeah, just so you understand what we're talking about. According to Sheila Jackson Lee, the one on the left with nothing but the buffer tube is an everyday firearm. The one on the right with the brace attached is a killing machine. Of course, both function uh, the exact same way firing the exact same route at the exact same rate um and if you're the sort of person maybe you purchased one of these legally five years ago i haven't paid much attention to the news democrats and the atf want to put you in prison for the possession of the one on the right unless you take that part off to make it look like the one on the left and and the other idiocy of this logic from uh, sheila jackson lee republicans want to protect a gun used in a supermarket shooting well it's it's one of a few examples, very few that I've ever seen of a crime committed with one of these uh, braced pistols. And that was the Boulder, Colorado grocery store shooting in March of 2021. The shooter used a, a Ruger AR pistol with a brace. But is the logic that anything that is ever used in the commission of a crime to be banned? Republicans want to protect the Home Depot trucks that that Uzbek guy used to mow down joggers, actual joggers in Manhattan. <laughs> Republicans want to protect the Subarus that the lesbians drove off the cliff in Northern California. I actually looked it up. That was a GMC Yukon, but (laughs) in a perfect world, they drove a Subaru. And, uh, and it's just think of the the reason here, not just that anything used in a crime should be banned, but it should be banned by an unelected federal alphabet agency that has the authority to ban these things on a whim, not even through your own elective representation, This is this is a lady who just a few months ago introduced a bill to ban white supremacy. So (laughs) she threatens your first by punishing it. If they can connect your social, if they can connect an idea of what they determine to be white supremacy to you committing a crime after the fact. Like once you posted on Facebook, white people aren't that bad, you know, and then you stole a Snickers bar later. You are a white supremacist terrorist and you should be punished more severely. So she threatens your First Amendment rights. She threatens your second amendment rights. She threatens your due process of law because she doesn't care at all how laws are actually enacted. She just cares about the effect. She is a congressman gleefully giving away her own constitutional authority to bureaucratic tyrants, underrated candidate deserving of the big bird costume. Sheila Jackson Lee. Very impressive. Also nominated though, is Cori Bush, by the way, Cory Bush, fresh off pulling the Ilhan Omar move for herself of uh, giving all her campaign money to her spouse and calling it consulting fees or in Cory Bush's case, security fees. Cory Bush needs campaign money and guns to protect herself, of course. But if you have objections to her efforts to ban the same sorts of uh, the same sort of firearms for you, that is because you embraced what she called the nihilist insurrectionist view of the Second Amendment
4: coming for the end of weak gun laws that allow people to buy an assault rifle and kill and traumatize school children, traumatize teachers and traumatize grocery patrons. That's what we're coming for. And it doesn't require taking away people's right to bear arms. Our work is about saving people's lives. We will not succumb to the nihilist, insurrectionist view of the Second Amendment. We will not allow the apologists for gun violence to win.
0: Speaking of, there's a lot of uh, apology for gun violence in St. Louis to be done, I would say. Yeah, for real. Get to apologizing, Corey Bush. And great job, Corey speechwriter. I guarantee you, Corey Bush cannot define those words. Uh, does Corey Bush know? insurrectionist? you probably can because of its context, its news context. But nihilism, you think Cory Bush? I don't think so. I think that was nihilism.
2: I've, God, I hope so.
0: I don't think so. I'm betting no.
2: Ugh.
0: But. But it's actually the opposite, of course. What what is nihilistic about wanting to defend my own life and the lives of my family? The entire reason I want to defend our lives is because I believe our lives, and yes, everyone else's lives too, that those have value. If I didn't care about the value of human life, I wouldn't care about efforts to take away the tools to protect it. Yeah, well, I don't give. Who gives a shit? I'm nihilistic. I don't care if you kill people. Who cares? None of this matters. The reason well, uh,
2: why people defending themselves is nihilistic to her view. Ah, maybe that's uh, her maybe, racial view. Yeah, Maybe you've
0: cracked the code. Mm. I wonder what the non insurrectionist view of the second amendment is too. the entire point of the amendment is a check against government power. Now, maybe the nuance there is that um, that the, the philosophy behind the second amendment is defensive in nature to repel an abusive government and that an insurrectionist approach would be uh, offensive, active, you're going to attack. Maybe that's the distinction, but uh, do you think Cori Bush has a solid understanding of, of of the Declaration and the philosophy of the Second Amendment and the idea that, uh, that if government becomes destructive to its purposes, it is the duty of the people to overthrow it and to install no, a new government?
2: You're trying to teach a dog to ice skate here. I don't think she understands what her job duties Jeez. are.
0: Well, Uh, The the non-insurrectionist view of the Second Amendment is if the government abuses you, shut up and take it and you can. Exactly. We'll we'll allow you to ease your mind by going to some supervised pea shooter range uh, that the government approves. That's what you can do. You can shoot your Nerf gun down at the government's range. That's the point of the Second Amendment. And maybe they'll allow you to hunt because that's the point of it, too. Um. As far as the status of this brace ban, um, and and yeah, as I mentioned, I know it's not a ban per se, but in practice it basically is. Uh, Congressional Republicans have introduced a resolution. They're going to get them, guys, with the resolution to stop this. And Of course, uh, even if this passed the House and Senate somehow, you're relying on Joe Biden to veto his own executive move. Although, if I was making a bet, um, actually getting that senile old man to veto his own executive move uh, might be one of the more realistic strategic options. So maybe I shouldn't uh, undersell it, but, but realistically this move, uh, if this move is to fail, it will have to fail in the courts. There are now several lawsuits filed. Uh, I might be missing some actually, but there are now 25 state attorneys general uh, led by West Virginia attorney general, Patrick Morrissey, who are suing to stop this Texas attorney general, Ken Paxton is suing separately in federal court in Texas. Uh, the Firearms Policy Coalition is also suing in cooperation with two plaintiffs and Maxim Defense Industries in Texas. Injunctions in these cases have been requested as in a pause on any enforcement of the rule. So far as I've seen, those have not been granted, but they remain in process. But if nothing happens, National Felon Day is Thursday, June 1st, according to the new rule. That is how long current owners have to register their pistol braced firearms or alter them into rifles or remove the braces, or of course, lose them in a boating accident on June 1st, Corey Bush and Sheila Jackson Lee are, are coming, coming into your house Waco style to uh, enact their vengeance and justice. So look forward to that. Um, oh, man, I probably should have allowed more time for Ray Epps, but uh, that's all right. We can, we can get through this one pretty quickly, I think, and then we'll get to the hoax hate uh, Ray Epps threatening to sue Tucker and Fox for defamation.
2: Yeah, in a letter to Carlson and Fox News, uh, his lawyers uh, said that the host persists with his assault on the truth by pushing fanciful notions regarding Epps involvement in the Capitol attack that have demonstrably and already proven to be false. When? Who did that? Fanciful. Yeah. Fanciful. Um, They demanded that Carlson and Fox News publicly retract the claim that Epps was working with feds During the event of January 6th and the claim that Epps acted as an instigator or provocateur of the insurrection. I don't know how they're possibly going to do that. We have video evidence of him like clearly calling for insurrection.
0: Well, this is in the in the story itself. Um, Scroll down, of course, to like paragraph 20 in this NBC coverage. Epps was seen on video the night of January 5th, 2021, asking other people to, quote, go into the Capitol the next day before others began chanting Fed, Fed, Fed at him. In video from January 6th, Epps shouted to those nearby, "Okay, folks, spread the word. As soon as the president is done speaking, we go to the Capitol. The Capitol is this direction.
2: How? How? Hmm.
0: Uh, And then, yeah, as you mentioned in the letter, What uh, what Epps lawyers are asking for specifically what they're demanding that Tucker and Fox News uh, do is retract the claim that Epps was working for the FBI, um, which, as you've just said, like, good luck with that, given the video evidence Uh, or uh, sorry, retract two claims. One is that he was uh, an instigator or provocateur that we have the video evidence for working with the FBI. I'm not asking rhetorically. I I was not able to find evidence to this effect. Has Tucker ever said that definitively Ray Epps was working for the FBI?
2: I don't think so.
0: I I notice in this letter, which is thoroughly sourced on Tucker's claims. Generally, it's got footnotes of him saying various things they disagree with about January 6th, including reference to his recent um, his recent uh, uh, story on the on the footage that was recently released. They have no footnote on what they're asking him to retract specifically uh, on this claim that he works for the FBI. They just say do that in general. But, of course, if you're actually going to bring a defamation suit, you need to have a specific statement Mm -hmm. to make the allegation of of defamation. I don't see that anywhere in this letter. Yeah. Epps says he's been subjected to. Threats and emotional damage, which is hilarious. What? Are, there, there are people suffering from threats and emotional damage uh, of prison time who yeah. did things, in many cases, not as bad as what you did. And obviously, the, the, these lawyers, they write in this letter, well... Tucker said that it was mostly tourists and a mostly peaceful event. What is he saying? That that Ray, uh, that Ray incited them to peace? No, dummy. What he's saying is that to the extent we've aggressively prosecuted so many people for such minor crimes, it makes no sense not to prosecute Ray Epps. I don't think anybody, in a perfect legal world, I don't think anybody's saying, oh yeah, Ray Epps deserves to rot for what he did. The theory, mm-hmm. the thinking is, if some people are going to rot, For roughly equivalent crimes, then Ray Epps must also rot. Exactly. And they just they gloss over that. Like, well, how could you say that crime that it wasn't that bad, but also Ray Epps is bad? No, it's because your stupid standard that everyone else was bad, that Ray Epps is bad. (laughs) It's just infuriating. But as I mentioned, um, Friday's the deadline. Tucker and Fox have until Friday to do exactly as Ray Epps says. But uh, if this actually happened, if they actually file a lawsuit, I can't wait. uh, The more we could possibly learn in a Ray Epps lawsuit, because, of course, to Tucker and Fox, truth is a defense, not just a defense, the defense. So if they can demonstrate that Ray Epps. I mean, you already have the video to the first prong of this allegation to the second prong that he was working for the FBI. If we get discovery to that effect, we learn everything there is to learn about Ray Epps. Uh, I that, that I want to see that show. I hope that happens.
2: I don't think anything's going to happen. Tucker's not going to back down on this. It's so obvious with Ray Epps. It's just.
0: So you think most perfect. likely outcome is Tucker and Fox probably say nothing or Tucker does his trademark laugh at this on the air. I and think then he's going to
2: laugh at this on
0: the air. Nothing happens on Friday. And then I wonder, yep. do they have the balls to file this lawsuit? Because uh, Nina Jankowitz, meanwhile, is doing the same thing. And she has not filed a lawsuit yet either. Right. Maybe it's just, um, I mean, Nina Jankowitz is just raising cash. Maybe Ray Epps. Will- <laughs> Where's Ray Epps GoFundMe? <laughs> Speaking of, excellent GoFundMe use in the hoax hate if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I, I may have oversold this one, but I'll try to make it live up to its uh, advertising earlier in the show. And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. <laughs> ah, shit, it's backwards. <laughs> you'll notice in charlotte north carolina a story of supposed racial vandalism against a mobile hairstylist has been revived after the guardian highlighted it with a piece tuesday entitled i cried for a long time black hairstylist dream crushed by racist neighbor this is 21 year old angel Pittman, and she dreamed of creating a mobile hair salon so she bought a small piece of unrestricted land for $10,000. This is outside of Charlotte, uh, a place called Salisbury. And she purchased three school buses for $14,000. So if I'm understanding correctly, total investment of, of $24,000 to get started here. And the plan was to make one bus into a tiny home. She would live on this land. And she would turn the uh, the other two buses into mobile hair salons. So she could do hair on her own property. She could set up shop at different locations. She could do house calls. She even had plans to offer hair services to incarcerated people. According to the guardian story, uh, when she went to this, this place where she bought her land, Salisbury, this is Rowan County. Um, she, she said something felt off about this predominantly white neighborhood salisbury north carolina but the deal was just too good to pass up so she purchased the land and the buses and she brought the buses to the land uh, with her mom and this white man this neighbor man approached them and said why are you here are y'all looking (laughs) for shade okay it was then that angel learned that salisbury is a sundown town have you ever heard that before this is the Uh -uh. first
2: first time people can't go out after sundown
0: That is generally the context. It's a Jim Crow era term to reference overwhelmingly white places known for racial segregation. And according to the story, the Jim Crow saying is N word. Don't let the sun go down on you in this town. She was uh, unaware, I guess she learned after the purchase, this is a sundown town. And, um, and so, so Angel Pittman dropped her buses off and she left the property for a week. Apparently she returned a week later. And when she returned a week later, this neighbor became much more irate. Uh, he, he in fact, he pulled a gun on her, she says. He, uh, and he said, get the fuck off my lawn and that they needed to get the buses off his lawn. Uh, and it was then that she noticed that her buses had been vandalized. Glass was broken and racial slurs were etched into them. And she immediately suspected this neighbor man who now she discovers um, was proudly displaying Confederate flags, swastikas and KKK signs uh, all over his his yard. Actually, these were like KKK lawn gnomes, as we'll see in a moment. Figurines in his lawn of hooded little men. And Angel says these were not there when she viewed the property prior to purchase. Uh, Angel feared that the buses could be wired with bombs, she said. And so this is a key point in the original Guardian story highlighted in red. She called police. Angel told the Guardian reporter that she called police on this white guy who okay. had been harassing them and she believes uh, uh, vandalized her buses. And then Rowan County Sheriff's deputies arrived and the deputies, according to Angel and the Guardian reporter, just brushed it off and said, oh, yeah, that guy does that all the time. Who cares? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: uh police uh did my did my scan is a minnesotan come out there so they I start, don't know why oh, you said it like. oh that. yeah <laughs> oh yeah we know we know oh yeah uh that's what they said and the the guardian uh uh so so the police wrote a report nothing happened according to their report or uh, nothing happened after the report i should say okay. they wrote up a report on this nothing happened so the guardian follows up on this story this by the way all of these events transpired in like september so half a year ago the guardian calls up the sheriff's office recently to inquire to write this story and one of the sheriff's deputies responds and this sheriff's deputy was not personally working there at the time um, but he said that the officers who were there went to the scene and they knew this elderly man and they did observe the damage but the officer wasn't there Uh, Or or this this officer who responded to the inquiry rather wasn't there. But but he said the report, uh, the the report that was filed. So there was no indication this was a targeted attack because the neighbor, in fact, always had these white supremacy signs displayed. So he had these KKK lawn gnomes and flags and things like that. So without witnesses or video of the vandalism, the sheriff's office closed the case. Angel, fearing for her life, moved back to Charlotte with her parents, though she does still own the land. She never sold it. Okay. So here is news reporting from back in January that offers some of the images of the scene and, in fact, video of the racist neighbor in question.
4: She left the buses on her property in Salisbury, only to return a week later to this devastation. I'm seeing all of these racial slurs and then I'm seeing my glass broke. I'm like, this bus that I just bought, that I spent all this money on, now has all these racial slurs on it. I immediately start crying while her family waited for the police. She noticed a few more things in the neighborhood that made her uneasy like these statues in KKK robes. When I first went down there, they didn't have all them symbols and Confederate flags, none of that stuff. They didn't have any of that stuff. She also recalled an uncomfortable encounter with someone in the neighborhood. No. He said, well, get the F off my lawn. We're not even on your front yard. We're on the street. He already was ready. He had his gun out Whipping your gun out of somebody, that's dangerous. The man who had this encounter with Pittman claims to not have recognized them, which is why he acted that way. However, he says he knows who vandalized the bus. Despite that claim, no arrests have been made since the incident in September. Pittman says since they couldn't remove the words, they painted the bus black. She is toying with the idea of adding inspirational words all over it, just like she has on the wall of the space she is renting to continue doing hair.
2: Okay. She was like, oh shit, this was a terrible investment.
0: So notice the inconsistencies already starting to develop here. First, it was that the neighbor came to them and told them to get off his lawn.
2: Right. In
0: in this reporting, uh, they clearly went to that guy's house and confronted him, or they're at least right outside of his house. Yeah. Uh, And this guy, this racist white neighbor, he says he knows who did it, but that lead was never provided to the police. Why not? Police apparently have no knowledge of that because of the outrage attention that the guardian brought to this story, police in Rowan County have now revived the investigation. Mm. But if you read the story, the investigation has exposed only more inconsistencies in the story. The guardian picks up the story once again over the weekend. Now the sheriff's department has reached out to angel looking to help. And the sheriff's department notes that, uh, that now angel Pittman is telling media that this neighbor man threatened her. But that claim was never made to police in the original encounter. In fact, police have no record of Angel Pittman uh, ever speaking to the police. The original police report, in fact, was made through Pittman's mom, not her. But I'm unclear. And to some extent, the, the, the stories are a little inconsistent. It it's not perfectly clear that her mom was actually present on the scene to discover the vandalism. The the original story does say her mom was there when they first visited the property and the white guy came and talked to them and said, uh, y'all want some shade or whatever he said. But, but then a week later she came back to discover the vandalism and there's no mention of the mom being there. All of a sudden then in this version of the story, the mom is there, but in no version of the story, at least according to the police, did Angel Pittman actually talk to police herself um, and and note in the original Guardian story, that was her claim. I called police. She called police because she felt so threatened and there might have been bombs in the buses. I called police. Now she's telling the Guardian. Oh, that the, yeah, that's right. Uh, I had my mom talk to police on my behalf because I was so traumatized. And personally, I'm scared of police officers. And now she's saying her family will not be speaking to the sheriff's office at all until they obtain counsel. So the story mm. went from you damn police won't help us out in any way to How, we'll never talk to police and we're going to get a lawyer to make sure that we don't have to even though the police are just trying to be nice and help her with this claim that she has. Right. And this evolving narrative of who was actually there when the vandalism was discovered, was the mom there was the mom only there when the guy first confronted them and why apparently there was never a mention of this, of this threat making when the police were initially, uh, initially contacted. So how did that come to be? Um, all that matters here is that Angel Pittman has now raised over $115,000 on GoFundMe. And I believe this to be a masterful fraud, Uh, actually high effort because why is
2: high effort? Yeah.
0: Why would a racial activist black woman intentionally buy land in a sundown town to start a business that requires her to be mobile and drive back into the city anyway? Yeah. Um, She knew of this racist guy with his KKK lawn ornaments. At least I'm inferring that because I'm going to, I'm going to believe that this guy did not just go out and buy KKK lawn gnomes for the special occasion of her arrival. I guarantee you those KKK lawn gnomes have been sitting in this yard since the KKK was an actual thing. They are authentic to the era. Where do you even go to get those? Where would he buy them? They've been there forever. You can, you can, You can count on that. He did not newly purchase them or he didn't, he didn't do it at his pottery class or something like that. They've been there forever. So my read on this story, she saw an opportunity to buy land cheaply, potentially piss this guy off or frame him. And that turns $25,000, whatever it cost her into over a hundred thousand dollars. And how do I know? uh, How do I know that beyond just the financial reality of how it played out? Well, Uh, a few factors one they have the guy on video but they still didn't charge him with a crime she confronted Mm -hmm. him with video as shown right but that still isn't enough there's more to this story obviously and the only way uh to explain that is either that police are so racist that they don't care despite them reaching out to try to solve this case on her behalf so that doesn't make any sense or um the guy that she this guy uh She's targeting uh, for a for a a cash in operation that 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 he was just pre existing. <laughs> I'm sure people like this do exist. She found one. He ah. was treated as an opportunity. He did nothing wrong, but he's being framed in that way to create yeah. the opportunity to cash in. Um, and I've noticed nobody shares the full video of that guy. I've not seen it anywhere. You can't find it. Right? Why is that? Um. And and and. <laughs> Why did she why did she lie? Why did she lie about this guy just suddenly putting up the KKK lawn gnomes? The police say they've been there forever. Yeah, we know that guy. They've been there forever. Why did she make up that lie? Um, Is it it more likely that he did that that quickly or is it more likely that they've been there forever? That's the that's the primary factor to consider here for me. But uh, to the final point. What is the goal of the GoFundMe? I don't even have to piece together all of this stuff to think that she's using this opportunistically Read her GoFundMe. Hey, look, I was trying to buy land for this project earlier, but Charlotte land was unaffordable for me. So if this GoFundMe is successful, the goal of the money raised is so I can fix the damages done to the buses and find <laughs> find suitable land in Charlotte. She doesn't even want to be in Salisbury. The whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I shout for land in Charlotte. I couldn't afford it. So please give me money so that I can afford land in Charlotte.
2: This is a high level grift. I like it.
0: I think she went out to the country, found an exploitable opportunity, had the means to purchase the land, set up this whole thing and pull it off.
2: For sure.
0: Yeah, it took me like 15, 20 minutes to explain this operation. That's how that's how deep it went. And uh, as far as I think, I think some of it is blowing up in her face because I don't I don't know how this money was raised over time but clearly she went to the guardian or she went to someone to try to revive this story to push
2: yeah. oh, the yeah.
0: earnings up a little higher. And that might have the uh, unfortunate effect for her of actually getting law enforcement attention again. Clearly she wants nothing to do with law enforcement int- attention. She only wants the money that comes with hyping the story. Why?
2: Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: maybe we'll find an answer, but uh, I <laughs> i am sure. Why
2: would she want the money?
0: No, I'm, we'll- I'm saying why? well, Yes, I think my theory explains that. But why would any person who is a victim of a crime say no police, just cash?
2: Uh, yeah, for obvious reasons. This is this is a high level grift. I do appreciate the effort. You were right.
0: All right. So, you're sold. This one passes the test. Congratulations, Angel.
2: She, yeah. You really thought really this one out. put some effort into it. She yeah. really looked sad. Also. Six
0: figures, though. $115,000. Yeah. And I, I tried to find I'm not saying that you have to have been a hairstylist previously. Obviously, she might start up a new business to become one. It's not like it's impossible to enter the field. But as far as I can tell, she does not have an existing hairstylist business. I think the hairstylist thing might be entirely fake. I don't know. All uh, did
2: it. you see her hair?
0: I, I guess I didn't. Uh, <laughs> is it nice? I didn't. I, didn't I don't know. Well, it's just in an updo, you know, the tightly braided updo in this picture. Yeah, gross. I don't know. Uh, Okay, well, if anyone learns more information on on this operation, I want to know how this concludes, because I suspect some serious shenanigans afoot. All right, you ready for the movie?
2: Hells yeah.
0: Cool. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally
3: watch them. This... Is the Matt and Blood Show
4: Movie Review.
0: This week's movie is the 2014 sci fi psychological thriller Ex Machina, in which a nerd gets tricked into simping for a hot robot and almost tricks his way out of it, but then the robot tricks him and leaves to start the real life that her robot heart has always dreamed of. From movie picker Jacob, I picked this movie because it's too real. This one really scares the shit out of me. If we don't start World War III and nuke ourselves into the Stone Age, this will be the future as always. Your review and your rating.
2: I loved this movie. Um, The creator of the AI, Nathan, he was seemingly such a bastard. He was a drunkard, and he had no regard for the morality of the AI sentience, they have that wonderful conversation. And he's like, why are you doing this? He's like, because if I don't, somebody else is. It's like the the inevitability of human progression. But he he clearly, there was something disconnected about about him. Um, But the twist was that ultimately he was right, right? Um, The test wasn't whether or not Ava had humanity. It was whether or not, caleb um thought she had humanity Mm. so so i think that he was right to to actually treat them as though um they didn't have it um that is where nathan had the understanding that caleb didn't so by locking caleb away to die when when ava did that it showed that the a that the AI was powerful and unfeeling, and there was that really frightening imagery of the um the AI like uh, grinding her hands into nubs oh, yeah. trying to get out. But I think ultimately Nathan was right that they didn't have that capacity for human emotion. It was they were just emulating it, um, and it was their combination like Caleb's human kindness, which turned out to be a weakness, and Nathan's hubris that un- together they only together. Could they un- unleash it on the world? Uh, and I just thought it was such like a tidy movie. I just loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Chef's kiss. I gave it uh, a 4.5 out of five, but I'm willing to round up on this.
0: What, if anything, do you dock for?
2: Um, I mean, it, it wasn't a, a perfect film. I know a lot of people were really critical of this dance scene with the Japanese AI, but I, I loved it. I Hmm. thought that was so funny. And it was was like a nice comedic break.
0: when it started, I thought, Oh God, here we go. But it was, it was, it was brief enough that it didn't go off the rails.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe half a point because Caleb didn't seem to be realistic about his relationship with Ava. Like he should have been more, he would have been more aware that she was, Perhaps manipulating him, but, but he fell into that trap of thinking that she was actually interested in him and actually had these feelings for him. And he, he really banked on that like a lot, you know? So maybe, maybe minus one point. So I don't know, I'm between a four and a five on this one. But I just, I loved it. I thought well, it, was it
0: sounds great. like you round up. I know uh, for our data collection purposes, we have to do a definitive score because there was ambiguity okay. the other week and we had to clarify.
2: I know. It's just yeah. when I give a movie a five, like I really want it to be like, but, but I can't think of anything that, that I want to dock this movie for in any meaningful way. I just had such a great time watching it.
0: Well, there's a five. Don't okay. Be, don't be shy.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, I have very similar thoughts about it. Ah, um, Good. The things I really appreciated it, it, this theme of who's really in control has this interesting way of being both a key plot point, but also just the broad philosophical thing to think about in the movie. So in the plot, yeah. who you think is in control is constantly shifting. It appears first. It's like, oh, Nathan is messing with both of them. And then Caleb figures it out and creates a plot. But then Nathan figures out the plot. But then Caleb already did the plot. But then the robot controls them all. So moment <laughs> to win. moment. Yeah. You're just thinking well, who's actually outsmarting the other and you never really have it figured out just from an entertaining viewing perspective that's very satisfying. But from this broad philosophical perspective, um, yeah, when, when we start assuming the role of God, who really is in control, uh, we, we fool ourselves if we believe that we can or should uh, take on that, right. that role yeah. and, and misunderstanding that, that rule. Don't assume the role of God because you aren't. Misunderstanding that role uh, gets you in trouble every single time. In this case, as I wrote in the review, locked to starve in the basement because a robot gave you blue balls. God will laugh at you every single time if a robot gives you blue balls. And just this broad theme of, of whether we'll be the first to engineer our own extinction. There, are, Coincidentally, I saw a news report this week about a survey of people working on machine learning and AI. And... Uh, half the people, half the people working on this technology said that they believe there's a 10% chance or greater of a catastrophic outcome up to and including human extinction. And you think, Lord, and you think, well, I, I bet these engineers and these researchers, they're trying to mitigate that risk, right? They're trying to develop the tech so that that risk doesn't exist or is, is so minimal. It basically doesn't exist. Yeah, I would like to believe that. But what's interesting about Nathan's character, he clearly doesn't have that goal. In fact, he has the opposite goal. One day the AIs will look back on us the same way we look at fossil skeletons from the plains of right, Africa. Right. He, says. He, he wants to replace humanity with some something more advanced, something more perfect. Ugh. And again, the, just the point here is that when you replace the inherent value of human life, as when you place that secondary on the moral stack to mm-hmm. something else, that's where hell is built. And and even if this movie is pure fiction, um, I, I don't think Nathan is really a fictional guy. I think close relatives of Nathan are working at or heading up probably every major tech company.
2: Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah.
0: So I found this movie in its own ways to be actually very realistic, even if it is about a, a technology that doesn't truly exist quite yet. The other thing I'll say uh is that I thought the the visual effects were actually really, really good. Um and I what I appreciated was the artistry of making Ava neither too human nor too robot. She was really an mm. excellent blend of a human personality, a believable human personality, with these the, the robot lights and the buzzes, even her movements had that just subtle kind of robot buzz. Really good, believable aesthetic presentation. It did win an Oscar for best visual effects in twenty sixteen, deservedly so. Uh, some things I the things I didn't like are, are so minimal compared to what I did but some things to consider I thought the ending was somewhat ambiguous and you know how I hate that it's like okay well, so how? she she just bails off the island and this guy is like who's this mystery bitch but I'll just uh, I'll give her a ride anyway and then what she no
2: no I'm sure she I'm sure she murdered him and...
0: or I, I, I speculated maybe she gave him some robot services in exchange for the ride <laughs> And then but then she so she lands in society. And then what? Like she goes rents an apartment. <laughs> like where does she charge her batteries? How does she operate? And then implicitly. I'm sure
2: she thought about this.
0: I get I, it, she's a smart woman. Um, and, and Caleb Caleb is implicitly dead. Uh, we, one would assume he never escapes.
2: I'm well, not saying they would have. They, he wouldn't have returned to work and they knew where he was.
0: Yeah, right? I suppose. Yeah, I mean uh, that there's there's that. So maybe he doesn't die, but it seems like the the idea is he's supposed to die, or at least have a near death experience. I'm not. I, I don't want to overanalyze the ending, um, because I think this movie does some great storytelling. Even if you want to entertain my stupid nitpicking at the end, for about ninety nine percent of the way. So good. Who who gives a shit? Um, and and you could actually say, as much as I'm kind of criticizing the ending, there's a lot of philosophical value in it too. The idea that that Caleb. Allowed himself to be consumed by this fake relationship, and it imprisoned him into his own death, or something close to his own death. When we substitute all of these uh, products of fake women, you think porn, think uh, OnlyFans, all the ethottery, as I wrote about in here. Um, when we convince ourselves that the ethottery is real, that it's a substitute for a real woman and a real marriage and a real oh, family, yeah. Yeah. you will imprison yourself you will experience, if only metaphorically, the same fate as Caleb. So accept no substitute for a real woman and a real family, no matter how believable and enticing those substitutes may be. Um, When Ava puts on all the rest of the skin at the end, how did the Asian, like all her skin just blended perfectly? She should have been like a racial Frankenstein. Yeah, for real. It should have been really weird and funny looking. She was wearing a
2: dress though. Yeah.
0: But But her arm and stuff, it just became like her same pigmentation it wasn't asian Mm -hmm. anymore uh but i guess it's high-tech fake skin that chick is
2: italian or something though she's not fair skinned
0: well she looks pretty fair skinned to me but anyway real smoke um, show
2: that chick well done
0: once once rachel dolezal learns of this easy application change array skin there's a big market Mm, yeah and then uh i I i really appreciated in general, the presentation of the killing of Nathan, because I thought the acting of it really nailed this kind of emotionless nature of these robots and even his sort of shock and confusion of it happening. I'm not disputing the way the, the killing happened, but I thought the stabbings themselves just looked so weird. Like, did you notice yeah. how slow and like non forceful they were?
2: I love that because isn't that how it would be? They wouldn't be doing slashing motions and stuff. They would just.
0: I, th- I certainly think it's it's makes more sense to have it um, emotionless than to have it some sort of rage mode.
2: But it I would, just mean, they would they would require the the minimum amount of movement.
0: The yeah, I suppose they would be that calculated. It's just the physics of it did not look like a human body. That's all I'm saying. It looked like it it entered it it, it uh, entered butter or something like that.
2: Well, think about how much force would be applied to that.
0: I guess the blade was really sharp.
2: No, I uh, love that. I
0: thought yeah. that was great. It's um again, this is me like taking nitpicky shots at things that I, overall I think are very good. So this is not me trying to uh, stir up some kind of hate for the movie, just things that were kind of funny that I observed along the way. Overall, um, you know, I actually gave it a four out of five. I did not but... give it five. I gave it a four. Perfectly respectable four.
1: Wiggy, wiggy, wiggy,
4: wiggy. Mm, good. But, uh
3: pretty pretty good
0: but i acknowledge my own limitations in that uh in that rating because this is a galaxy brain theme and i need a smooth brain clearer ending <laughs> so really maybe i only deserve two wikis in the movie deserves five <laughs> uh, anyway if you haven't seen this movie highly recommend it. i take it this was oh, your yeah. first uh viewing of it
2: you know i saw it oh, geez when it came out but it was during my weed smoking period so i, I don't uh. remember it basically anything
0: Yeah, definitely worth a viewing if you've not seen it yet. I would highly recommend it. Um, As far as the uh, early vote, people do love this movie. Uh, Early voters giving it a four and a five. Uh, The the movie next week. I've not seen either. The Prestige from two thousand six. So we'll check out the Prestige, and then after that, April's remaining nominations are uh, My Neighbor, uh, The Incredibles rather, My Neighbor Totoro, Once Upon a Time in the West, Titanic, Clueless. The Italian Job from 2003, Hero from 2002, or of course you can reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, the one and only place to do that is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website, that is mattchristiansonmedia.com. And then we'll close out with our, uh, chatters. Let's see. Uh, I got a couple on rumble here. Addicted, to addicted to drum says, thanks. Well, thank you. Cribbles says one question that could make the first date, the only date, uh, any plan to open a hair salon in a used school bus, I guess, get the important things <laughs> out of the way. Um, yeah, even the, I, I get the advantage of being mobile, but, uh, Who's the who's the market for haircuts in a school bus? Because I don't think women are going to be into that. No, really? It's just like guys in desperate bums.
2: Yeah. in desperate
0: need of a buzz cut. It will be bums. Yeah. Uh, fair point. Cribbles. Thank you. Uh, we're good over on Rumble.
2: Uh, sure. OK, uh, Jeff Sloat, you're only partially correct about the firing squad bill. It's an LDS thing. that That's Utah uh, has always had firing squads. It's from the Book of Mormon. Blood for blood. Hmm. What
0: maybe there's a lot of uh, Maybe there's a lot of Mormon reasoning behind The firing squad decision
2: I don't think That's why though
0: maybe I don't know There's obviously a ton of Mormons Mm -hmm. in southern Utah Right
2: yes Um Democracy is a system in which uh, Temporary officials extract wealth while Permanent bureaucracies ATF CDC Etc accumulate power Managerial tyranny Ah Uh, this, This is from a Wednesday question wasn't it
0: no, it's uh it's timestamped today, unless there was some. No, 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 no. This
2: uh, is a reference to a Wednesday question oh. about managerial tyranny.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really weird that this is not my defense of t- democracy. Pure, I'm no fan of pure democracy as a concept, obviously. But it does seem weird to me that it would manifest in the development of some. Uh, bureaucratic class that exists only. um, Despite the vote, or not dependent on the vote, like you can't. Yeah. Directly vote out the bureaucracy, and and why would the people vote to preserve it? Yet in many contexts they do, they or at least they vote for the same people who keep that sort of bureaucratic power in place. Why? Mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's a sort of a philosophical puzzle to me. Why? Because I, I, I don't dispute your premise, Plum Logan, that it, that one leads to the other. Because I'm we're watching it happen. I just don't really understand why. What's the connection? Why is mm-hmm. that the result?
2: Okay. Um The Simpsons since nineteen ninety. Don't you love it when uh KG KJP tells other countries how they should function? MYOB about what Uganda's doing. This means (laughs) is your alphabet lifestyle there is now against the law ho. (laughs) 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 She don't know the way.
0: Uh yeah, we're gonna have to get in touch with Ladonna to figure out if she can get us a a new sounder that says it (laughs) is against the law ho. That would be a good update.
3: (laughs) It's not against
2: the law. Oh, oh, LaDonna. I missed that this week,
0: though. I did see uh, Karine Jean-Pierre fighting with that African reporter for not calling on him. But I didn't see. Is was that what it was about? Did she tell him how he's supposed to handle his business?
2: Was Are you Uganda? talking about the the new Uganda law?
0: Oh, it's just a, it's just a law in Uganda that, uh, against homosexuality. Right, or the, what?
2: Yes, it's punishable by by death now.
0: Oh, that's new. They've gotten yeah. stricter, you say yes oh okay yeah that's news to me i don't heard. think
2: it, i don't think they're gonna enforce it
0: uh well uh <laughs> extradite them to Utah, or to idaho yeah really. now uh, they'll handle it there
2: oh, logan or catching up but did you see the congressional budget office trying to take away uh va disability benefits i love our government but the hats they wear <laughs> oh gosh I, that's not gonna heard, go over like a lead balloon
0: i've not heard that at all uh the budget office how would the budget office do it though um, what authorities do they have to do that? They have some discretion or something. I'm not uh, aware of how they would operate. Of course, whether or not they actually deliver the services, the, the concept of openly reducing military benefits in any way okay. is political suicide. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, that we should just in, in general, I think that if you, if you sacrifice for your country, you should, you should have some benefits available to you. I'm not saying otherwise, but there have to be limits on that too. I mean, at some point we just politicians in the same way, they refuse to ever consider the possibility that we might have to cut some of that stuff. It's all, it also works in the reverse where it's like, you need something to campaign on for the next election cycle. Here's the next thing I'm going to do for veterans because it's the easiest vote you could possibly gain. Look what I did. I I cut a check for veterans. Mm -hmm. Um, That's John Tester's strategy here in Montana. How does John Tester who, votes with joe biden 99 percent of the time how does he successfully court montana votes well he's the chair of the veteran services committee and he just campaigns by saying look what i did for veterans and everybody (laughs) cheers everybody says oh awesome great yeah yeah but uh, he's also ruining the country while doing that so take your pick um, Bo
2: of Uh blonde and Matt Marcus, the golden one, um, AKA the humble one has posted on IG, a sketch of the, of an elven princess. Since Matt is not strong enough to punch a tree <laughs> in half. Is he strong enough to sketch?
0: Uh, I, I don't, I don't have a prolific sketching career. I couldn't tell you the last <laughs> drawing I made, so I don't know, but <sighs> I do. I do remember the, the I guess still got to watch this video. There's a video of this guy punching a tree down. Is that correct? I'll look. Well, I know you're uh, the expert in the golden one, right? So uh,
2: am I?
0: Am uh, I thought you were a big fan.
2: I like him. He's super hot.
0: You haven't seen the tree punching video.
2: I'll look it up. All right. You try Maybe. to find it.
0: I'll carry on. Mint says, uh, fun fact, Japan conducts executions by hanging and the accused is usually not informed until the day of. Wow. I like that. Much like their victims, murderers are deprived the ability to prepare themselves. OK, so interesting. I thought you were just saying like. Uh, if a guy is accused of murder, we just hang him automatically. I think you're saying. <laughs> what you're saying is there's due process, but the sentencing is not known or what the fate is, is not known until the time of that's kind of an interesting angle. Uh, Should, should we consider something like that? Should we surprise uh, as a matter of our justice system? Should we have the surprise application of sentencing?
2: Hmm. No. Well,
0: he he, he's saying he's, he's saying they didn't uh, allow their victims to prepare. They shouldn't be allowed to prepare either. Interesting philosophy. Uh, Captain Garo says the Breaking Containment Project needs you. Uh, do you long to post IRL or let strangers know it's okay to be? <laughs> Sorry, let me. I, now I see what you're saying. The Breaking Containment Project needs you. This is like the government, uh, the Uncle Sam recruitment poster. Do you long to post IRL? IRL or let strangers know it's okay to be certain colors, email address redacted and learn how you can get containment breaking content right to your inbox or front door. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for uh, your support for the show. That is very much appreciated. But um, that reminds me,
3: we love you. You're very special.
0: Thank you. Um, That reminds me that I should probably develop a way for you guys to organize a little bit better. So I know I'm going to get in touch with you guys this week. I know you guys have a discord server or you have other mechanisms through which you not feds are talking to each other about this. (laughs) Uh, I should link the not fed discord server on the community page of my website or something like that. So that people who are interested have a, a way to find you. Not that I don't appreciate the super chat. Of course I do. It's just organization through super chat is very difficult to achieve. So captain Garo or anyone else, um, In the Breaching Containment Group, go ahead and send me an email and let's coordinate a way for how interested parties, including your local FBI agent, could get involved in such a thing if they would like to. Uh, And thanks for your support for the show. Raymond Donovan says, uh, thank you, Blonde, for always putting in the effort to bring not only the spice, but the much needed eye candy in bold defiance of ever creeping (laughs) middle agedness. You will always be our our beloved auntie, A."
2: I'll take
0: it Auntie A, You know, I mentioned uh, on Wednesday. Uh, why didn't they play? Here we go. Speaking of auntie, a come on, Paul Hitler, baby. There we go. Uh, the, (laughs) uh, Twitter says I can't have, or not Twitter, YouTube and Neil. They say, I can't have the clip of Kanye saying I like Hitler. What? Yeah, that's, uh, that was taken away for hate speech.
2: You can't, he bitched out so hard this week on Instagram. Did you see what he said about Jonah Hill? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh god. he bitched out on jonah hill what did he's he say like, jonah he's like hill he watched sucks. like everyone knows that
2: 21 Street. he watched some shitty jonah hill movie and he and he was like i like jews again because i like jonah hill <laughs> and then he, he s- talked about it i swear to god uh, yeah
0: this is on his instagram or what
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: okay now now i got to see it can you take over i did not sure. see this post who was
2: the last one let me reload uh oh yeah about me being old uh captain yeah. gara Email address not actually redacted. YouTube and rumble will not allow any version of it. More to follow Patriots and shit posters.
0: Uh, Yeah. Okay. So get in touch with me and let's figure out a way for interested parties to get involved. Okay. Uh, Thank you for that.
2: Injured guardian. Matt's going all Gandalf on us. Yes, it rings true. He took one from my book when when I don't want to say anything uh, supported by evidence, but it feels like it's probably true. That's what I say. Colton real just moved out of, (laughs) uh, Out on my own to a different town, I finally bit the bullet and started dressing exclusively in Victorian antebellum clothing, emulating a better time in America, already getting compliments on the street. That's awesome. Wow. Good for you. Congratulations. Uh,
0: The reason I was chuckling is not at any of the chatters or at you. It's because I went to Kanye West Instagram. Watching Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street made me like Jewish people again. (laughs) okay okay. uh thank you jonah hill i love you 3.1 million likes
2: oh my god
0: okay (laughs) i'm glad look at 21 jump street just uh being a force for peace and prosperity in our society apparently i need to see this movie okay yikes you want to carry on
2: sure um Lindsey Graham, uh, Matt and I once bought white pills from Peter Zayon. He got that good, good. He's a good resource for hope of the U.S. for the U.S. If we can make the most of what's coming, seize opportunities where and when you can. Don't be a cuck. Embrace the white pill. It's easier said than that.
0: I've heard uh, this name referenced many times, and I have looked him up, but I've not. uh, I know he's been on Joe Rogan and some other appearances, and I, I need to make some time to listen because he comes highly recommended. So. I will uh, see if I can find some time to listen soon. Thank you. Again, I don't know if it's the real Lindsey Graham, the senator or a different Lindsey Graham. Either way. Thank you. If it's the real Lindsey Graham, go away. No, I don't care. If it's the real Lindsey Graham, thank you for your support for the show. If it's not, if it's a different Lindsey Graham, even better. And thank you for your support for the show.
2: (laughs) Um, Max, did you hear about the allegedly leaked text between Tucker and staff about not believing their own stories about election theft? The supposed text seem insulting to the viewers. Yeah, this is a while back. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't trust anybody in mainstream media that includes Tucker Carlson.
0: Yeah, I, my understanding is these are in the context of the Dominion lawsuit. And there was also yes. the text uh, saying, I hate Trump and I can't wait till he goes away. Something like that. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't bring up the Ray Epps stuff or. Well, I guess the Nina Jankowitz thing isn't against Tucker specifically, though he is mentioned. But it's not like rah rah go Tucker. I mean, I appreciate the release of the January sixth footage, though that curiously disappeared very quickly, and there's no more talk of that or any more right. footage for some reason. It's not really. It's not about cheerleading for Tucker. It's about the the principles of whether we're allowed to to criticize people like Ray Apps or seriously investigate people like Ray Epps or whether that sort of thing ought to be uh, shut down through force of law or through threat of uh, collecting a giant payment through force of law. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I could, I believe that Tucker and company say things they think will be popular as opposed to things they believe to be true. Yeah, Of course. Yeah. It's, there's probably some truth. It wouldn't shock me to learn that. Uh, but, um, you know, I, that that's fine. I, I, I rarely watch Tucker's show. If there's something like, uh, the January 6th footage release, I'll tune in, but it's not like I'm, sitting around watching his show every weeknight or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. I do, uh, but just so I'm prepared for this show.
0: <laughs> well, there <laughs> no you other go. Reason.
2: Um, the Mike David Smoke Show. Matt, are you saying you're unfamiliar with Ted Nugent's music? Now we have to get you doing music reviews too. <laughs> Never. I yeah. suggest we start with Speak English or Die by S.O.D.
0: I am actually unfamiliar with his music in general. I'm sure if I heard his greatest hits, uh, they would ring a bell and I would, I would recognize some of them. But I don't. I yeah. I, I, as far as I'm aware, I've basically never listened to his stuff. I know he has a, a reputation of just this giant right wing asshole. Even before Trump, he had that yep. reputation because he he isn't he big into hunting and stuff too. People mm-hmm. hated him for that reason because he hunts yeah. cute animals or something.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or big game, something like that, that really yeah. pissed people off. Um. Let's see. Jay says or Mike David show again. Uh, I'm not letting off music idea until Miss Rebecca shows up for the show wearing a down Phil Anselmo t shirt. Why don't why do I not know anything? I, you're supposed to it.
0: know the the music reference. That's not my job.
2: Down is an American heavy metal super group. Oh, this dude from Pantera. No, I don't I don't know this group.
0: Hmm. You want to read a few? Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Prezios. Oh. You guys need to talk about the Proud Boys cases uh, that on trail, which came out of nowhere. I might have been uh, misspelling there, but uh, the Proud trial? Boys case. Oh, on yeah. Well, there you go. If, if only I had some dyslexia to kick in and read the word. But yes, on, tr- on trial, which came out of nowhere. <laughs> they recently found out some chick was an FBI paid informant uh, on the defense side during the whole oh. trial, I did see some uh, discussion of that, and I've saved some reading materials for early this week in anticipation of maybe talking about that on Wednesday. So if uh, if that looks interesting to me, I will dive into it potentially this week. And, and thanks for the uh, information and, of course, for supporting the show. Let's see. Um, I need to refresh if you're ready to go.
2: Sure. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck, The medical exam almost sounds like thou doth protest too much. The examiner felt he had to write how unimpressed he was by some dead guy's a hole. <laughs> Doesn't look inviting and enticing.
0: I was not intrigued in any way. Yeah, <laughs> this medical examiner needs to be investigated.
2: Um, Jay says blonde. Is your nose getting wider? If so, congratulations. If not, forget I said anything, and I will show myself out. I am not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. No, this. Is- It just never really recovered, never reached its previous level of daintiness after I had the baby. Hmm. Um, Knuckle honky buck. This medical examiner would further like to note that his mouth was not watering, nor were his (laughs) palms sweaty. While filing this report, furthermore, his member was not turgid.
3: Today I feel uh, gay.
2: Um, I'm yelling Matt something seems to be wrong with your tippy link every time mm. i click on it, it just sends me to tippy stream dashboard
0: okay i will investigate that after the stream thanks for letting me know i know we have a, a few tippy stream super chats tonight so uh i wonder if people have just saved that link but i will uh, i'm going to investigate that
2: mm.
0: thanks for letting me know
2: B.E. Smith, pray for Mississippi, specifically Rolling Fork, Silver City, and Amory and their surrounding areas. They got absolutely fucked up by tornadoes for I heard about that. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Depth toll bad. is 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 getting higher and higher too. Mm.
0: Well, all the best to our uh, golf area listeners.
2: Um, Chaos Learland, Matt and I twice made love. I gave it to him and then he took it back. It's not Indian giving. It's hoeing bifty bifty. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> That's too advanced. <laughs> um yeah, you're right. The Tippy Stream link is taking me to uh oh, is weird. taking me to the dashboard. That's very strange. So I'll have to figure that out. Uh thanks for letting me know. I'll fix that for next week.
2: Amazing. Esteban, hey Blonde Don't give up on that interview with Pearl. Just tell her the old saying, Once you go black, dad won't be back. I don't know, <laughs> man. This I hate to see somebody bitch out and apologize, but early in my career, I did it and I was older than she was. Hmm. She is now. So I don't know. There's still hope for her. She's got to stop banging black dudes though. She's got to. <laughs> I don't, I don't,
0: I don't know the history. I don't know. I don't my know what's going on. My
2: enormous butt says that ah. was an awesome song by Chris. Enjoy the funny money while it's still worth something. Thank you. That was awesome um uh
0: yeah yeah for a second i might i how what how did i already forget rajah muhan all right um yeah it's uh he he does really good work and uh i'm glad people can find it enjoyment and i hope uh, people might check out his stuff on his channel
2: uh max good lord every black member of congress becomes a southern preacher the moment they get on the floor i know yeah. <laughs> there's a hilarious 30 rock episode about that and you will listen to me because of the cadence of my voice doesn't matter what I'm saying. Mm. It's Queen Latifah in that episode too. Um, Phil says,
0: "Whatever happened to her? Is she dead now?"
2: No, I don't
0: think. What is? I'm gonna try I'm gonna do a "Where is she now?" while you keep reading.
2: Jesus Christ, Phil. Oh, okay. I think we've reached peak N-word fatigue. Um, <laughs> we get a bunch of Malby. Jeez. Oh. The, mouthy zoological term insert zoological term okay. chattering about disarming whites it's beyond tiresome our ancestors were far too kind we may have to learn from their films. i hope not jeez
0: but if uh Corey bush and jeez. sheila jackson lee come to take my shit um i'm gonna have i'm gonna reach uh now hold on a minute levels of white rage when that happens you listen here bucko <laughs>
2: bucko Jacko, speaking of the Colorado shootings, check out Denver Public Schools' response to the shooting at East High last week. 2020 BLM No Armed Guards Police shooting last week, and suddenly SROs are loved and wanted. I did
0: see that. They were all out protesting because, of course, as far as I understand, you're exactly right. That after the social justice movement of 2020, they removed uh, members of the Denver Police Department who were at these schools now that a shooting happened. Uh, They are demanding that that armed guards return to the schools and this shooting disappeared. It was a um, a a teenage black student who shot two staff members, then disappeared off campus and I I think shot himself. He's dead. They found him dead. And. uh, And the story disappeared because it doesn't, you know, a black school shooting is not news. We don't. We we move on from that very quickly.
2: We do. Tortuga finally got the money back that my bank accidentally sent to the UK. So here's some celebration. Oh, thank you so much. Well,
0: great. Congratulations. That's good news on all fronts. Thank you.
2: D Benham says, thanks. Thank you, D D's nuts. Mark Wiseman, the moral of ex machina is, is it machina? Uh,
0: Yeah, I looked it up. I believe that is the correct pronunciation, unless I'm mistaken. Ex machina.
2: Don't get involved with an uppity sex bot. They can't be deflated. I
0: agree with that. Wise words. I
2: agree with that. Got to reload.
0: Cutting VA disability, cutting uh, Logan Orr says, cutting VA disability benefits, as the budget office said, would save the government money. Basically, if your combined household income is above $170,000 before taxes, you'd lose benefits. Okay, so it's uh, it's not a proposal Uh, of a, uh, it's not a new policy proposal. It's a result of some other budget pieces, I guess, is what you're saying. I'll have to look at that because that's news to me. Uh, thank you, Logan. Appreciate it. Esoterica Unbound: A black pill for blonde. She doesn't need more of those.
1: I know why. why?
0: Skynet will kill off humanity without any violence at all. It'll just produce <laughs> AI-generated porn and first-person shooter games, oh. rendering most women cat moms, and will be gone by the 20th, uh, 23rd century. Uh,
1: you know, I, I could see what that. I
0: could. I could see that strategy working out. That does make sense. Yeah, unfortunately. The, the, the robot. <laughs> Can we at least have the dignity of a robot war? Instead, they're just going to dupe us into becoming yeah, fat and real. pathetic and lazy and, and not even building our own families. So we just die off that way. That's so undignified, you know? Yeah. Man, that yeah, is, is. I, I I hope that does not come true. I hope you're wrong on that, but can't say that it's way off base. Uh, over on Rumble cribbles says for the for the watcher from a couple weeks ago uh planning a montana visit the former milwaukee road right uh, right-of-way should offer easy access to remote areas like 16 mile canyon and pipestone pass i'm actually not familiar with Ooh. where that is in this state I, sh- I know most montana things but it is a giant state and of course the uh the railway corridor on the northern in the northern part of the state is not something I'm generally familiar with. I wonder if it's around there. Um, well, without uh, I'll, I'll have to look this up. I know it's thrilling to listen to me Google stuff live like I'm uh, a nominee for a judgeship from Joe Biden.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: really. I will. Uh, I will stop. And well, now now it actually looks like the Milwaukee Road went right through this part of the state, more or less, maybe a little north okay. of here. I'll have to I'll have to educate myself on on these places. But thank you for the uh, thank you for the suggestions, Cribbles. And of course, thanks for supporting the show. Link to the future says Ex Machina uh, only had a fifteen million dollar budget for a Hollywood film that's minuscule. And
2: Seriously, then, that's it. This was what two thousand eight. They had
0: a they had a small cast, obviously, and probably minimal uh, like set or location costs because it was all kind of in the same place. But the the visuals, the effects in it are. Pretty damn good. They are Uh, so man to produce something of that quality on such a such a small budget really is impressive. Thanks for that note. I think we're all set. Looks like we're good on uh, D Live. Thank you guys over there. We're good on Rumble, and we're good on uh, YouTube and Tippy Stream. So anything else before we get out of here?
2: No. Thanks for joining us, guys. It was a fun one.
0: Well, in closing, if you want a little Easter egg for the show, those who listen to the very very end will notice that part of the susan wiki wiki usage was at the very end of the show chris's susan wiki, wiki would play so if you want to listen to the very end now Raja mohan closes out the show and uh it's bittersweet <laughs> I'm so I, I love Raja mohan but man susan wiki, wiki was such a special era and such a special song that's okay times change and so must i uh thanks to chris for producing something so hilarious for the show it's much appreciated and of course thanks to all of you for supporting the show with your super chats and your joke contributions and your factual contributions and just hanging out and listening in general. It's much appreciated. Uh, If you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you need more to listen to, you can head on over to the website, uh, mattchristiansandmedia.com. You can find extra material on the podcast page that might not be on YouTube. You can also find uh, the podcast uh, audio platforms linked in the description as well anything else show related head on over to the website matt we will see you back here next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it is the matt and blonde show have a great night